Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to episode 127 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, August 20th, 2014, and my name is Dan Gorman. What is the average shark's favorite movie? I don't know. Uh, the Shaw Shark Redemption. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons, and I think that seagull just winked at me. Hello. <laughs> My name is Greg Legro, and only six of these cameras were ever made. Only five of them ever worked. We have four of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So much to talk about this week. Mm. We played film roulette, and two of us went and saw The Expendables 3. And while one of us stayed mm-hmm. at home and watched Death Ring from, I think, 1993, uh, we listened to some Paul. Four. Four. Yeah. Uh, we listened to some Paul Simon, and we are going to be rolling for our movies next week. We're going to talk about 90210. Oh yeah, Relay, the first season of 90210, which we have all been watching, and then we're going to pit some TV dads against each other in TV Dad Cage Match at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to do all those things. Do totally. Them. Yeah. Um, but first, we have some stuff to talk about, and then we're going to get into the itty bitty tidbit committee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two listener call outs to uh, do with, uh, deal with off the top. Chaos38 on the Modern Superior website. On Is that our- his real name? Yeah, born Is and raised. the last name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, on episode 126, Chaos 38 said, if you think Van Damme is a good villain, you must check out his latest opus, Enemies Closer. And then he went on to compare that Van Damme in that film looks exactly like what you would imagine if Carol Burnett was cast as the Joker in Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, <laughs> that is weirdly specific. I know. But I mentioned that Greg has spoken about this movie already, but yeah. I couldn't remember when, what episode, so I thought, just bring it up real quick. Yeah. You saw it already. I saw that movie. Because yeah. I know we talked about the trailer. Yeah. Because we were all kind of like... The trailer looked amazing. Yeah. And Van Damme's really good in it. He's a really fun villain, and he's just having fun with being a villain, which is cool to see, but the movie is just the worst. <laughs> just the worst. Cause yeah. not, there, I mean, if it was a lot of him saying weird stuff in a weird way, then fine, but it's not enough of him doing that or enough fighting. And I don't know who the fuck thought casting... <laughs> It's the weirdest fucking the, casting. The action yeah. duo, like Orlando Buddy Jones. Cop. Yeah, Orlando Tom Jones. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. The people are clamoring for this combo, guys. <laughs> See, I don't know if it was so much of that as it was, ah, oh, we went over budget on uh, uh, oh. effects and stuff. We've got $50 left for actors. <laughs> we got two uh, 
pear-shaped men here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just give them baggy clothes. No, no, no. Yeah, we need two actors that people tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> that people will be okay with being on screen in front of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, I'll I, take I, one that people tolerate and one that people go, oh, him. <laughs> yeah. Him again. Right. Tom Everett Scott it is. Yeah. <laughs> I need one him and one who? Yeah. <laughs> Greenlit. Go for it. Um, yeah, it can't not work. I, I oh. wanted to bring that up real quick. Yeah, um, and then also Eric Schweiger sent us a message on oh, this Facebook, is a really sweet message, saying yeah. that he loves the show and he listened to four episodes in the row in a row on the way to his cottage. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I said in the thread that just sounds awful. Yeah, four. Yeah, because I mean, if we're averaging an hour and a half, hour forty five per episode, that's a lot of us. And we've been running <laughs> long lately, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know what this I kid's know. up to. Yeah, this but kid, if, if you ask me, because he, he says he's going to college. Yeah, uh, going to film production. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's a, a young, of the younger persuasion. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't assume things. Yeah. yeah you're, you're you and I went to college with a crazy 40-year-old man. <laughs> oh, yeah, remember? I yeah. feel like everyone, because we had one of those in in our in my film production class. You had one of those guys we that had brought a, guy, a crack horror into the school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. everyone has no, one. No, but everyone yeah. has one of those. Like <laughs> Literally brought a crack literally horror into the school. Literally brought a crack horror on crack into the school. My guy Yeah. My guy was like, he was like a pseudo intellectual from the university who had who had already like done stuff in films. So he was like, oh, I'm gonna make like a silent film with like footage of nature, and I'm gonna edit it like Koyana Scotsy. And oh my god, oh, god just bring a crack whore already. <laughs> yeah. Where's your crack whore? God, I'm tired of the slow footage of like so people cutting down trees. I don't care. <laughs> Where's the boobs? Our guy Explosion. made a film called Crack Horror Scotsy. Yeah, Crack Horror Scotsy. <laughs> It was oh, all man. scored by Philip Glass. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, <laughs> back to the kid we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's awesome that we've got younger listeners. Yeah. I would think that most of our listeners would be older people with nothing to live for. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, and again, assuming younger. Um, uh, yeah. Well, probably like, yeah. Um, yeah. But he wrote a big, long uh, thing and, and said, you know, really likes what we're doing. And uh, that's amazing to hear. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks so much for reaching yeah. out. Keep listening. Super cool. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Keep um, reaching for the stars. Yeah. Stay in school. Yeah, stay in school. <laughs> Get plenty of rest. Drink yeah. lots of water. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hope... Brian, <laughs> bring your own crack. I mean, go, going to school for film production didn't work out for me. <laughs> but it could be useful to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess what we're saying is, good luck, idiot. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just, <laughs> um, oh, Lord. Let yeah, us know but, when you start your podcast in 10 years. Yeah, let us <laughs> know when... <laughs> let us know when it all falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get now into Itty Bitty Tidbit Committee. Okay. Um, we got stuff to talk about. The news segment. What's going on? Uh, I think the one thing on the tip of everyone's tongues happened... Uh, yesterday, yeah. yeah, listening to this on Wednesday, Casey. Yeah, uh, I'm so sad about this. I actually wrote a tweet about this, uh, like a couple of years ago, I think, because mm-hmm. it suddenly dawned on me, and I was like, "What's going to happen to Saturday Night Live when Don Pardo?" Yeah. Yeah. You and I were talking. Yeah, I have talked about this many times. Yeah, just, <laughs> w- what do you do? And then, sure enough, today uh, I was on my way to work, and I got the news that. Uh, that he was dead. I yeah. was profoundly saddened. Oh by that. yeah, it's terrible. I mean, uh, yeah. what a long life and you know, and rich and career, like interesting but, career. I mean, yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. watch. Uh, just... 
I mean, I, I obviously religiously watched um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, obviously. You know, <laughs> to my fans who know me. Uh, religiously watched Saturday Night Live. Uh, uh, but also laughing when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. It was in syndication. I Absolutely. watched a hell out of that, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really fucking loved the Spiro Agnew jokes. Those were kind of my... my Those were my wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, well anyone that's read the Lion's Den newsletter, your, uh, monthly, <laughs> your monthly fan club will know you're... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Darn Pardo, like just a, just an absolute legend. Yeah, and, uh, and one and of the like, most distinctive voices. Yeah, absolutely, and he, he was thing. more than just the announcer in Saturday Night Live. He'd be involved in sketches, yeah, you know, yeah. from time to time. Like really important for the uh, the uh, the identity of the show. I think. Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, oh, like so much the, uh, uh, a part of the show, and mm-hmm. and it's weird. We were having a little uh, conversation on Facebook about it. Like, what are they going to do now? And our, our buddy Steve was uh, was saying, well, I guess you know, because like every once in a while when Don Pardo couldn't do it or was ill, right. they would have Daryl Hammond fill in yeah. and do uh, uh, do his Don Pardo impression. Yeah, because yeah. it's and, perfect. Yeah, and yeah. few people ever noticed. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I was like, I really don't see them doing that because it seems in poor taste yeah. to have somebody come on and do... Uh, Basically, an impression impression yeah, of yeah, a yeah. man who just died. Yeah, uh, but he was suggesting that maybe Steve Higgins do it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and yeah. he's got a clearly has an, uh, a relationship with NBC already. You know. So. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. And with the show forever and ever and ever. So yeah, yeah. I think that that's the thing that makes most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even to that point, like it's such a weird, almost irreplaceable thing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, man. like well, it's, it's day. One. It's it, every episode. It's every it's episode. Gonna, every episode. It's going to. It's going to change the show. Yeah, yeah. In a way, it's obvious. Obviously not ever been before, and that's uh, terrifying. Yeah, to me. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and not to like draw a specific like comparison in like terms of people or, or careers, but like when the guy that did the trailer voice died, it was like weird to see trailers for like a year. I was like, yeah. well, where's the thing that I look for in every yeah, yeah, trailer? Yeah. Like, where's the guy at the beginning of Saturday Night Live? It's gonna be. Like a like an oddly permeate yeah, that, permeating that first kind of episode with somebody else listing the name, yeah, saying who the host and the musical guest is. It's just fucking weird, weird, weird forever. Yeah, no who it is? Totally. So it'll feel like it'll finally feel like it's a different show and like it, things have changed. Yeah, know? definitely. Super, super sad. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. But what Don't a like bummer! It. I mean, so many. I mean, like we opened last episode with with a few deaths, and then and we now, finished right after we finished recording was when we got the news that Lauren Bacall. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then this, yeah, just oh, just I a bunch of. I looked through a list of people who have died this year, and it it's is crazy, astounding. It is insane. It's an intense yeah. year. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I don't know why I thought this. I looked at a list of people who died this year, and they were all on it. Everyone that died, one of them. Yeah, like, you guys you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone here is dead. <laughs> You're like even just be like regular Joes in America. <laughs> that in one Canada, live and... guy on that list. Yeah, <laughs> they were all <laughs> like pretty good. I made my own list and had like 14 living people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I messed up. Yeah. But to be fair, your list was uh, uh, 14 people who are alive. Yeah. yeah true. So, true. Well, it was 13. And, and, like, the deadline showed up. I had to put something in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah right. Yeah. You're like, I just play, thought I'd kill them later. Yeah. <laughs> They'll eventually be dead. Someday this list will be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and when it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, that is really sad news. Super. And yeah. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and yeah, like you said, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, yeah, this is... This is going to happen. I had the weird thought recently, not that he's as close to death, but like Bill um, Bill Murray's getting really old, and I, I was know, just kind of thinking, I don't even like to think yeah, about that. That's so weird. I had that thought yesterday. I was just like, thinking, what like, am I going to do when Bill Murray Exactly, dies? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, totally. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, that's going to happen. It's just a weird, yeah, it's just like a weird, it does something weird to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and sure. my perception of my <laughs> safety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, did we watch anything? Did we, uh, any news? Well, yeah, there was a ton of, let's change gears a bit and be nerdy and yeah. try and brighten things up. There was a ton of Star Wars leaks. Yeah, you were Oh, yeah. All, all in yeah. one day, too. Yeah. Um, there, uh, the first thing that, well, I don't know the order, but the first thing I saw was uh, the concept artwork for Han Solo costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came up, just two outfits and just like a like a winter one that looks very much like the Hoth mm-hmm. Han. And then, uh, I don't know, casual <laughs> trench coat Han. Yeah, like, uh, like uh, Gunslinger Han. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty good. I thought it really looked like the world the, yeah the one you know obviously not the prequels like the, the movies we all like yeah uh it just looked right and i was like okay they got the vibe right the, yeah a while ago there was that uh that jj uh, abrams um that psa little... thing he did whatever the fuck it was i don't yeah. know what he was talking about because i was like that's an x-wing he's standing by an x-wing yeah. <laughs> well there's been so many leaks. no idea what he said in that <laughs> yeah. so but... many leaks have just been him standing in front of things yeah. and just yeah. being like oh fuck <laughs> uh but then some stormtrooper helmets came out uh, new designs on them, and they're very familiar, yet yeah. updated. But yeah, like, sort of streamlined and kind of cool. Interesting yeah, yeah, for 30 years later, yeah, yeah. fucking hey, man, looks right. And uh, then there's that shot of the cyborg Sith Lord yeah. thing, main bad guy of first film, as far as we understand, mm-hmm. examining the uh, ruined helmet of Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, and I have heard uh, the rumor mill about that. I think everybody has. I don't yeah. want to belabor the point, but the rumor mill being that... And again, uh, this is J.J. Abrams. He likes all kinds of subterfuge. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this but, could all uh, be nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I've heard I've heard uh, conflicting things, too, that yeah. Darth Vader's not going to be in it. Right. It's just that this the new Sith Lord kind of uh, villain guy is obsessed with, uh, with yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah. I, I've also heard that his uh, that the helmet and part of his body was retrieved from the bonfire on Endor. And, yeah, uh, well, there's this, the, one, uh, the one screen grab was like him looking at the helmet or whatever. Yeah. That was one of the things that came right. out. Yeah, right. Um, Which is interesting. I, f- I kind of like that idea of it being like he's obsessed with like the myth of him, or right, you know what right. I mean. I kind of think that's cool. That is and, cool. And I mean, like, who knows? Maybe he'll show up as like a ghost or something. But if he does show up as as you know, like a like a uh, the you know how Yoda and yeah, and, yeah, and everybody yeah, yeah. shows up. If he does, yeah. I mean, he's. He's Anakin again by the end of the spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, by the just, end of Jedi, I yeah. just pictured him in like a cloth. <laughs> if he shows up as a ghost, I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to inject him into the film, and I don't know if I want them to. But at the same time, I don't yeah. know if I want another Star Wars movie without Darth Vader. No. I just don't know. But having his presence there, I think, is a smart. Yeah, thing, you know? yeah, yeah. Because so, yeah. like, it's just, just going to make it feel like uh, right, right. And I feel like that's the best thing they have going right now is they're really giving off the right feel yeah oh and then there was that shot from inside like the set there's a couple of, of the uh, mm-hmm. uh the millennium falcon, falcon. Which is, there's a couple of shots from uh, from inside yeah. the falcon and 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 good lord does it just ever look authentic yeah well i mean see there, with all of these things if you go for these like what are the things that people like let's put them all in the movie then it's it's just you almost guarantee not making a movie as bad as the prequels because even yeah. as long as it looks and feels familiar, it, yeah. but isn't great, I'll be like, well, yeah, exactly. better than the prequel. Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> so. the thing. Like, and I've said this time and time again, the expectation is so low that uh, that anything that sort of reminds me of like yeah. is going to be positive. But I got to say, I got excited looking at all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. really did. I, I, I like the idea of the expectations being really low. I think lends itself to JJ. Like, I think the first Star Trek uh, reboot. 
was like really fun and i yeah. kind of went into that like not that i'm a huge fan of either yeah, of no, those I, properties right. but i hated yeah. into darkness but i really liked the yeah. first one and it just kind of had that sort of familiar sense but updated fun yeah so and you know like and that's kind of like well, what he was I'm trying to turn star trek into star wars yeah. which is why into darkness doesn't work exactly you can't keep doing that yeah it's like hinting at it was fine but yeah uh yeah, I don't know. I uh, oh, and, and that picture—it's not nothing. To, it's not a leak or anything like that. But just oh, the picture of fucking Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill with his fucking Jedi yeah. beard—he looks all fucking badass. Oh, Mark yeah. Hamill looks bad. I think that's the thing. I'm, I I know Han Solo's coming back to film and stuff like that. But I I gotta say, like I'm most excited about old fucking Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucking wicked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like old fucking like doesn't give a fuck, Luke. Yeah. He's just like fucking old school, like Old Testament Jedi. Yeah, man. God damn it. Well, yeah. Fucking A. That's Very cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's some neat stuff. Yeah. Not for bad. news. Yeah. Uh, what else? I feel like uh, I feel like there's something else. There's another. Uh, we talked about Kevin Smith just recently. Oh, yeah. An announcement of his next film, uh, Yoga, yoga yoga hosers. Oh, yoga hosers. Oh Jesus. Which what? I was trading I was trading tweets back and forth really quick with Jeremy today and he was just like, Yeah, the next one's gonna be called like something Degrassi, like uh. this and that and it was just yeah, because I thought they were t- like because Tusk I we talked about how in the trailer for Tusk Casey and I we were saying like, Yeah, that whole like oh they all say A in a boot and it's yeah, really and yeah. then Greg, you were saying like that does happen still. But this seems like another step, just like okay, you're calling your movie Yoga Hosers. Like yeah. you really like Canada and the like, hoser thing, like that's kinda I don't know. That's directly from Bob and Doug. Yeah, yeah. And like no one's really said Nobody anybody says a hoser. That. I mean it's funny. The 80s, it's you know? funny yeah. when it's Bob it's like and saying Doug, but... radical or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's very yeah, it's such like at this point basically directly a reference to Bob and Doug. Like, yeah. like the word was a thing and then they kind of like took it and so it's it's like It's not part of the cultural heritage not really. or part of like uh like what and it was already a sa- it was already a satire of Canadians. Of, so yeah. now you're just referencing something yeah. that was in itself a reference to satirize what we but are perceived total, as but from that, the outside. That's yeah. the only You've way to around. sell something like that to uh, honestly. It's probably the only way to sell something like to an American audience. Yeah, like, well, yeah, hosers. That's well, the yeah. yeah, yeah, they love that. Yeah, oh, they man. can't get enough of it. Those Canuck hosers <laughs> just out there every day hosing their Canucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why did the why did I make the Americans sound like Canadians? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there is. I'm trying to remember what it said that you know, that it stars was about. Uh, Johnny De- Johnny, Johnny Depp's, Depp's in it, be, yeah. and the, but the lead characters are Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah, and it's going to be a sort of action adventure, is what they were saying right. on the uh, and coverage. Johnny Depp plays like a Quebecois uh, detective. Mm, yeah, who's mm. <laughs> Now I don't know if it's actually going to be a follow up, like if the the story of Tusk is going to play into it because he's doing a trilogy about Canadians. Yeah. Great, because yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. we were. I was kind of like, you know, I'll see what this Tusk movie's about. You, it wasn't. The trailer has some stuff that makes me think maybe it'll be all right or interesting at <laughs> yeah. least. Interesting at I'm, least. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, and I'm interested in this too. I'll, I'll wait until I see something to to shit on it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to say it's going to suck. It'll no, probably no. have a couple of super clever lines. Okay, yeah, hopefully, here, yeah. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has a plot uh, breakdown for, for yoga hosers. Um, centers on a 15, on 15-year-old 15 yoga nuts, Colleen Colette and Colleen McKenzie, who have an after-school oh, job. Mm. Okay, well, there yeah. we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have an after-school job at a Manitoba convenience store called A2Z, E-H, 
let number two Z E D. Fuck. When off. an ancient evil arrives, we do rises say, from beneath the canoe. Quite a lot. From do we? Oh, for sure. I. You just said for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, so an ancient evil threatens their. Oh, you're Donny. <laughs> The, the ancient evil threatens Say their at the end big invitation to a grade 12 party. That's literally what it, it's going to be about. What? There's an evil Canadian An ancient evil force? rises from beneath Canada's crust and threatens their big invitation to a grade 12 party. Yeah. Uh, the colonies join forces with a legendary manhunter from Montreal named Guy Lapointe, Johnny Depp, to fight for it's their lives. Gee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do also like that it says grade 12. I yeah. think that's pretty, that's, you know, pretty inherently Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Just fucking lay off, you fat idiot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just I don't like the way he... I don't like how, how condescending he is. It just... It, that that sounds don't. like this movie was created... I mean, I'm sure that it probably was, but like that's like a log line where it was just like how many references, sort of Canadian references, yeah. A to, to Z and like... Oh, it just seems like it's being built out around nothing more than just like, yeah, you know, action adventure, but also these hilarious Canadian references. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, well, I don't know. It hasn't even started filming yet. I know. Maybe, maybe it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel maybe. like my bias towards his work is showing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to go in against this movie. <laughs> sure, sure. And it'll have to win. Yeah, it's over. definitely going to be an uphill battle with Canadians for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I like know. the cast, and I like Johnny Depp, and and the action adventure angle does sound kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you see the trailer for that other Johnny Depp comedy? What's it? Oh, no. no. It's just like he's like a manservant name. or something. He's what? A manservant or something. No, he's like a... It was just your dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I had a dream where he was... Uh, yeah, where you'd live on Johnny dishes. Depp Island. Yeah. Yes. Johnny Depp Depp-opolis. <laughs> Johnny Depp. That's <laughs> your manservant. Yeah. Bring me a Capri Sun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Capri Sun is not pre-poked. <laughs> Johnny Depp, take it poke back. my Capri. <laughs> take it back and get me one of those little uh, chocolate milk baggies that you used to get in grade school. Give me a bag of milk. <laughs> uh, London Fields? No. Into no, the Woods? A, it's just a name. Mordecai? There is that's one. Yeah. There we go. 2015. Yeah. Art dealer yeah, I, Charles Mordecai searches yes. for a stolen painting that's reportedly linked to a lost bank account filled with Nazi gold. And it seems like it's a zany comedy. Oh, David Kep. Quep. Right. Yeah. Quep. I never Quep. know how to say his name. Ah. Quep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's how we pronounce it from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, is the trailer any good or... I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of bored by I kept Depp. seeing, like, Johnny Depp trailer from Mordecai and was like, well, that doesn't tell me anything. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I watched it, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, it doesn't look good to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's, like, he's, that name uh, is has been in, you know, I feel like it's I feel like a, it's like people who saw some Wes Anderson, like the trailers okay. for a couple oh, of Wes no. Anderson movies. <laughs> because I like some of his movies, David Kep, and I and I and he's been involved in on the writing team with a yeah. lot of stuff that has been good and yes. a lot of stuff that's Absolutely. been just fucking bad. Yeah, and he has been writing forever. I like, thought Premium Rush had have had some fun. fun I don't moments. know why you thought that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's a fun movie. Like Michael Shannon was in a weird movie yeah. where everyone else was in a dumb movie. But uh, a Viking. I, I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm gonna watch some. I'll rewatch it. I don't when, know why you thought that. <laughs> it's, it's on. Just, uh, it's stupid fun. It's I don't on. Know. It's yeah. on Netflix. I've been thinking about rewatching it to see now that I kind of know what it is if I can yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. But I want to like double bill it with Quicksilver with Kevin Bacon. Yes, do that oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Two Go scene for scene with it. What is the super? Yeah. <laughs> one scene. Oh, the other yeah. one. And what is the superior bike carrier movie? <laughs> Overlay them, uh, you know, see if they uh, have any overlapping. See if they sync up. Yeah. Like The Shining. <laughs> right, right. Or the all three, tra- the first three Transformers movies. Yeah. They have a very exact uh, blueprint. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, and that in video some of them, good. apparently, yeah. this, uh, some of the same shots. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's another thing that's been, uh, uh, speaking of inept filmmaking, that's another thing that's been announced. Uh, Bad Boys 3. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, I, that's been, like, coming up for a while now. Has it? Yeah. 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 I, I, I just think like, if you look at Will Smith's uh, IMDb, or at least if you looked at it a year ago, everything he had coming up is, like, rumored or possibly... Uh, future works were all sequels to previous films. Yeah, yeah. there was a sequel well, to After he... Earth. They were talking about. Oh, There's oh, God, the Independence Great. Day two and three, uh-huh. Bad Boys three. Yeah, oh, something else. He kind of. I think he, kinda, I think he probably has Ali to do too. Fuck it, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. think he he has to remind people of why they liked him in the first place because sure. I think he's starting to kind of alienate himself I mean, or yeah. rather his shitty son is, uh, is starting to make everyone well he just hasn't been in a good movie for a really long time really know? long yeah, time yeah. well yeah. I mean he did Men in Black 3 which I guess was better than 2 but it, I don't know was it? I don't, I don't know. remember I've I saw both two of so them now already yeah. you know yeah yeah <clears throat> who knows um, I'll tell you this I saw a movie okay, oh, okay. yeah uh, thank, thanks to your friend and mine, uh, Matt Price or Mamo. Yeah, sure. I saw Real Life. The, yeah, the 1979 Albert Brooks movie. Oh, oh yeah, oh. that's yeah. a great fucking movie. I had never seen it before. Yeah. Uh, he brought it up when we did. I did the first recording of the 1979 episode of the Do Over, but the file got lost. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's you'll never hear how wonderful I was on that episode. <laughs> uh, that's an oddly prescient movie. Uh, um, real life. And uh, yeah, it, he it came up in conversation there, and I didn't know what it was. And he's like, "You got to see this movie." Anyway, uh, I saw it on the weekend here, and uh, God damn it, what a great movie! Yeah, yeah I, have not I seen really it. liked yeah. it. It's really funny, um, and really ahead of its time for 1979. The kind yeah. of subject matter they're going after. It is, of course, a parody of the uh, American Family. Yeah, it's called, yeah. Um, and I, I've the trailer I've seen, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just I don't know. I, I really like Albert Brooks too, which helps, and Charles Grodin totally. is amazing. Yeah. Um, I've yeah, been meaning just, to to go through the the his first like run of movies where it was just like boom 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 like mm-hmm. classics. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I think defending my defending your life is probably still mm-hmm. my favorite Albert Brooks movie. It is a romantic comedy and kind of light, but it's just fucking great. Oh yeah, man, so. it's so fucking so great. good. Uh, anyway, uh, it's a, a, a real life. Albert Brooks plays himself as a filmmaker who's going to go and uh, document an American family's life for an entire year. Just it's basically like the beginning yeah. of reality TV. Yeah, uh, and it's just going through that. Charles Grodin is the uh, the father in the family. I don't remember her, the actress's name, but the the mom from Gremlins. Yeah, his mm. wife. She's awesome, and yeah, it's just really, really funny. And they, my opening quote today was uh, from that as well, uh, <laughs> because they have these cameras that you wear on your head that look totally ridiculous, and there's so these guys like walking around with. The, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to describe. Just watch the movie. The camera gag of the guys with the cameras just coming in and out of frame is fucking amazing. Yeah. Never gets old through the whole movie. Yeah. Really, really good. Please yeah, actually, you know what? I got to do an Albert Brooks. Yeah, me too. You know what's a, a kind of an unsung Albert Brooks? A mother? Great, uh, mother. Yeah. Oh, Mother's I was awesome. wondering if that was good what you were going to Oh, yeah. shit. That's I like an orange one. foot. <laughs> That's my yeah. favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> oh, 
like an orange foot. <laughs> I, yeah, the ice cream with some protective yeah. layer. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He if he's fucking so so good, so yeah, funny. Big fan yeah. of that guy. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe so, maybe yeah. skip the muse. Maybe go ahead and skip the muse. Yeah, and I keep seeing that on Netflix and being like, should I have never no. seen no, it? You no, you okay. okay, no. Um, mm. I have one thing super quick uh, before the King Ring. Uh-huh. Um, I was listening. Right. I was listening to an album today. Yeah. Uh, just just was tipped off to this by a friend of mine at work. Uh, it's an album by a rap group called Clear Soul Forces, and the album's called Gold PP Sevens. Uh, which, what? Yeah. <laughs> which is a uh, golden eye reference. <laughs> uh, something that sounds like something else to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you if you like, what I gonna call going to the bathroom. Gold PP seven. Ah, I gotta go PP seven. It's the uh, one shot kill gun from the Bond uh, universe. Yeah, sure. Um, it is when I go to the bathroom. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like uh, sort of old school crew rap, if you like, yeah. or, or, like Jurassic Five, if you like, or, like high. Hieroglyphics or, yeah. or Souls of Mischief. I like all of these. All things. that era stuff. You should definitely check this album out. It's a bit referential. Like, they clearly know that they owe a debt to that era of hip hop and, and right. they make like references to like ATL aliens outcast and and oh. and uh Dell and it's it some of it I could see people being like, all right, I get it. You like that era of rap. Yeah. And it's very anti like mainstream uh in terms of lyrical content. But it's also super nerdy. They talk about like comic books and shit, but it, over like really, really good beats. It's just I don't know. I haven't had this much fun listening to a record since like maybe Word Burglar or it's, like yeah, or, right. or that era of uh, of Canadian rap and and yeah, it's just like yeah, I don't know. I I listened to it once today and I was like, I'm gonna be listening to this some more because it's <laughs> just it's so much fun. And there's not too many skits, and when they are, there's like one where they're doing the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, doing get to the chopper and stuff. And I was like, I still find this funny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely check it out. It uh, still works in all sorts of different places. <laughs> yeah, Clear Soul Forces. <laughs> Yeah, and lots of video game references, like the GoldenEye stuff. And right on. Definitely check it out. It's a good okay. one. Okay. Yeah. So, should we get into the King Ring? Sure. Yeah, ding, ding, well. ding, ding. Oh. King, 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 king. King, king, right. yes. <laughs> I feel like we've been away from it in a while. Yeah. I know. But uh, because there are new big screen adaptations coming up of Stephen King's It yeah, on the horizon. Stand. We started talking about that and just sort of stumbled into Casey and I watching all the, well, not all, some of the miniseries, a significant chunk or the significant works of Stephen King's television miniseries, yeah, which are outrageously terrible, yeah, yeah. All of them. for the most part, for the mo- all the parts, yeah, for, <laughs> for most part. of everything, uh, for most of all of everything, yeah, which I will again say his. Film work, is, there is more good than bad. Yeah. I know there's sort of a stipulation that everyone thinks, oh, Stephen King movie sucks. That's wrong. There are yeah. some really bad ones, but more good I ones. I think it's just that the bad the ones are so bad. <laughs> yeah, the bad ones are uh, incredibly yeah. bad. But the miniseries are... Almost uh, entirely, yeah. Uh, yeah, so many like, of them. Confusingly terrible, like how yeah. bad they are. It's, uh, they're aggressive in nature. Um, so we are we're on our last one. Because we've run out of ones that anyone will give a shit about. Yeah. And the last one is... <laughs> Especially us. Yeah. I won't watch, uh, you know, Golden Ears or something for you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what's Golden Ears? <laughs> yeah, what's Golden Ears? This guy's got these Golden Ears, and everyone's <laughs> terrified of hey, them. Hey, the guy's ears are shiny. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> he can hear me. Ah! Uh, anyway. If he hears you, you die. If you touch them, you barf. (laughs) (laughs) 
It you know is. What? I'm starting to like this thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty green good. Yeah, green light it. Golden ears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen King's It, uh, part one. Yeah. Uh, we talked about doing the whole thing. but We talked about doing the whole thing, but... Casey uh, fell asleep. Mm. I, I did. Like, I fucking... I, tr- I started to watch it last night, and uh, this new job has been kicking my ass, and yeah. I, I settled in to watch it, and I got about, like, 15 minutes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. There's no... Well, you know, <laughs> <you're> already- <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> and then I woke up. Pause <laughs> the movie. There's yeah. something in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, you, if you're tired when you turn on, like, a miniseries, like, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. just... You're, 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 okay. And it is, it is long. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And now, which is actually fine to do this kind of in two parts, because there are two definite halves. Oh, yeah. Distinct right. parts. Um, so... Part one, the first hour and a half mm-hmm. of Stephen King's It. What, what did you think? Have you read the book? Uh, I've not read the book. Oh, man. Um, but I have seen the miniseries. <laughs> right. <laughs> or half of it. Yeah. And then I fell asleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I've read the book, uh, I think, three times. Uh, oh, my. Yeah. Um, I, I got it when I was 11. Read it then. Scared the living shit out of me. Yeah. And I read it again when I was probably about 19, and it still affect me and then I read it. I, my wife had never read it before so we read it together about five years ago or something and right. it's still fucking great yeah really good book my I favorite read it, you read it together how do you do that I bought two copies and we kind of oh you read it at the same time yeah. you didn't like sit and like read no, to no. each what other what word or? do you want no slow down <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. The... turn the page I'm already done yeah, yeah. Uh, I was done five minutes ago uh yeah, it's like yeah, it's like eleven hundred and fifty pages long, and I like all those pages except for about ten of them. Yeah, right, right in the end, it's just like oh, <laughs> gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, anyway. I I've seen the miniseries, but it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I and I do remember sort of because I saw it pretty late. Yeah, and and it kind of had that sort of like yeah yeah it with the, you know with the clown it scared me and so I was like oh man I got to check mm. this thing out it's supposed to be amazing and being like yeah the clown's great but what an uneven uh, piece of shit at yeah. the end <laughs> like sure the first half is great like at moments well let's listen let's uh, talk about the word great okay <laughs> I remember the, and it, how subjective it can I remember be. really liking the first half overall uh, honestly I I have to say uh, is it not that good. <laughs> Because I don't remember. It's okay, been a long look, time. It is not that good. But I like it. I, yeah, I really yeah. like it. Like, I had so much fun. And I'd actually forgot, like, uh, I'd forgotten how often I used to watch this thing. Oh, really? I had it taped off uh, off the television. Sure. And, and you know, back in my day, we all we had was VHS. So you yeah. would tape something yeah. off TV and then you would watch it until the tape broke. Yeah. Uh, and I'd forgotten how much I watched this thing mm. and how much of it I, I vividly remembered. Yeah, yeah. And how many little things about it, like there's so much about it that's so Dumb, <laughs> and it does have that patented uh, Stephen King. The, of course, one yeah. of them is a fucking writer. Of course, um, but it has. It also has that patented. What do they say? Like, hey, doesn't that just fucking? Doesn't that just eat your fern or something? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, your yeah, ears yeah. or uh, there's a lot of because the one character that's played uh, the young version is Seth Green. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah. Old as uh, Judge Harry Stone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is so funny. Oh, man. That character comes off very charming in the in the book. Yeah. Because he does a lot of weird impressions and stuff like that, but you don't have the awkwardness of hearing them done poorly. Yeah. By <laughs> Seth by Seth Green yeah. and uh, Judge Harry And they Stone. have a lot of like phrases that come out of weird things he would say. And again, in the book, it really works. And all the atmosphere mm-hmm. of 
the f- the the how, what makes Pennywise so terrifying to everyone is mm-hmm. just gone. It does not exist here, uh, and they really. I feel like there's little things like when uh, when he's looking through the picture book at his uh, at a picture of his brother yeah. and his brother winks, winks at him. him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the the way that's done, the way that shot. It's it's Not a bad. little unsettling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, there's little things like that. Yeah. Um, but then for the most, Tim Curry uh, is, is fucking excellent. great. He's yeah. excellent. And for the most part, you know, I think the kids do a pretty good job. Yeah, I think the kids do. Uh, Better than the adults. Yes, better than the. <laughs> they like, absolutely do. The the adults are embarrassingly bad. Really, really, really horrible. Um, like, this is the, mo- the 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 most intense example of sitcom graveyard. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my god! Like, and and it's. I I think I've liked these people in other things. Yeah, like yeah. Tim Reed, I liked him as Venus Flytrap. Yeah, excellent. But, yeah, yeah. Um, John Ritter, obviously. John Ritter yeah, was yeah. great at things. Yeah. And, but here, he is so bad. Yeah. He's so bad at playing scared. Yeah. Um, uh, and John by Walton. I've never liked him in anything. Richard Thomas. Yeah, well, maybe watch Beyond the Valley maybe of Space or whatever the yeah. fuck it's called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Uh, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. This yeah, <laughs> Annette O'Toole is is fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I like Annette O'Toole. I had a, I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Yeah, me so too. I think that's another reason why I watched that. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, yeah, Harry Anderson's really horrible. Yeah, really, really horrible. There's a there's a point because they keep having these visions of Pennywise that, of course, nobody else can see. Mm-hmm. And there's a point. Oh, actually, this is in the second part, so maybe I should save it until next sure, week. Sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some really really funny shit that happens yeah. in the first 15 minutes of the <laughs> second. Part. Really yeah. hilarious. Uh, uh, the guy who plays uh, uh, the old Stan is the lead. The kid from uh, Breaking Away. The one, who's, oh. uh, the one who's obsessed with Italian culture and cycling. Yeah, Tim. He's so she's so great. Richard Masur. Uh, no. Stanley. No, no, Richard. Uh, no, he plays Stanley. Yeah, sorry. The guy who plays uh, Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Eddie Casper. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah the, Dennis no, Christopher. Yeah, he's the the, the lead kid and uh, yeah. well, part of the lead kids in Breaking Away. He's so great and captivating and charismatic and I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> not in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, he's very weird in this. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, everyone just took like a simple you know two-dimensional idea of what the character was and yeah. just beat that to death yeah it's that's that's exactly what it is right like like everybody took one character trait from yeah. from each character and just and did that yeah uh kind of poorly yeah and yeah they, they, and all, again all the atmosphere just i don't feel like is really there because when i when reading the book uh henry bowers the the uh the, the bully kid yeah i was as scared of him as i was pennywise yeah, he right. was a terrifying character. Right, uh, as a oh, child yeah. and as, as an adult, it was really intense in the book. And he's just a little wank in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yo, he's just some Chuck Grocks at him and go like, and eh, eh, fuck up. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His whole thing in the book is fascinating and really, you know, really rich. Uh, and all of these characters, how they all kind of blend together. It just like like watching the movie, like their names are so uh, they, they really jump out at me. Is like really. Because I've read it, I guess, so many times as well, but the characters are so well-rounded in the book. Yeah. And Stephen King is very good at character, but I highly recommend reading it if you haven't. Yeah, I haven't. There's a, there's a moment I very very early yeah, on in, uh, in the miniseries where you just kind of get what the tone is going to be. Yeah. Where uh, they... Uh, where the, the, the I don't know if it's a fucking spoiler alert or whatever, um, the main character's young brother is killed by Pennywise. Yeah. And uh, they ask him to go into the cellar or something like that, 
and he's like scared and the kid like there's a shot of the kid that he, like he's like there's a little you know six-year-old kid or something yeah and he doesn't want to go into the and he audibly gulps like he goes gulp, gulp. Yeah. and i'm just like oh like like yeah, i don't man, even that's so <laughs> i don't even know like what tonally they're that's going a whole for bummer too because yeah. georgie's death and the whole thing leading up to it happens in the first like five pages of the book yeah and it is riveting like if you read the, I, I guarantee if you pick up the book and read the beginning of how georgie dies you'll read the whole fucking book because it yeah. just <laughs> it's really good I think I, think I have the book here somewhere. I yeah. really do have to read it before I, the I new have one. It in my yeah. If you don't have it here, I'll leave yeah. my copy. But yeah, really do, good. do you think I'm lying? Huh? Do you <laughs> think I'm just trying to show off? Listen, I'll, give, I have listen, I'll give it to you. I know you don't have it. Okay, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, round two is coming then. I guess yeah, so yeah, we'll finish man. this fucker up. I think it's Thank funny you. though because yeah, generally the first half is considered the good half, and yeah, and it's even still kind of there like, are things meh. things to talk about in the second half. Yeah, me tell you really. Really hilarious shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, Harry man. Anderson should never be scared of anything because it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop it, Harry! <laughs> Crazy clown. Oh man, oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, part two next week. Yep. Of the King Ring, final part of the King Ring. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get into that for sure. All right. Um. Yeah. Well, let's get on down to film roulette then. Oh shit. Oh my God. Film related is the weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and two high rollers get to go see something good or something that looks exactly like something that we would like. Like Expendables 3. Yeah. But the loser has to stay at home and watch a shitty movie. In this case, not go to the movie theater. Because yeah. we paired it up with a film called Death Ring. Because it stars Swayze, Drago, McQueen. Uh, Norris. And that's Norris. Norris. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I did that. And then we roll to see what we're going to go see next week and all that. But mm-hmm. the also, I, I screwed up the... Uh, Screwed up the intro. Huge this week. But anyway, listen. the winner gets to give the uh, guys that lost uh, an album to listen to for the rest of the week. You're doing great. I'm proud We're going to talk about an album is what, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I gave these guys an album because I uh-huh. lost last week. And then That's we right. will roll and we'll do another album next week and all of that. All anyway, let's <laughs> move right on away from my botched introduction <laughs> of Film Roulette. Sure. Um, I'm trying to forget it. <laughs> you guys went and saw I Expendables wasn't even listening. 3. <laughs> Neither was I. That's probably why I fucked it up. <laughs> um, directed by Patrick Hughes, written by Sylvester Stallone, uh, starring story him. Story by Stallone. Yeah. Uh, starring him, Jason Statham, Jet Li, uh, everybody, Harrison Ford, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mel Gibson, Wesley Snipes, Dolph Lundgren, Terry Crews, Kelsey Grammer, and Tan- Antonio Banderas. This thing's got them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like Carnival Barker Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you guys went, oh, sorry. IMDb describes this film, uh, the plot of this film. Barney augments his team with new blood for a personal battle to take down Conrad, the Expendables co-founder and notorious arms trader who is hell-bent on wiping out Barney and every single one of his associates. Mm-hmm. Why did they give that away in the thing? I don't think you're supposed to know because it's a big reveal yeah. that uh, that Stonebanks is, used to be one of the Expendables. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You fucked up, IMDb. Yeah. Um, was whatever, it in the trailers? Though. I don't know. There was like a hundred trailers for this thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't think I saw any of the trailers for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What did you think? 
Um, well, uh, I thought the first movie was a really horrible movie. Yeah. That I had fun watching. Yeah. I thought the second movie was a less horrible movie. Yeah. That I had a lot of fun watching. Uh-huh. And I thought this third one was an even less horrible movie that I really enjoyed watching. Oh, I thought this was the most horrible movie oh. that I really enjoyed watching. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I yeah. thought. Uh, well, I well, think the well, action direction of this film was better than the previous two. This movie is fucking really well directed. Yeah? Uh, like, there's some shots in it that are just really nicely composed shots. Yeah, it looks the most like a real movie. Uh, yeah, Of it the does. series. Because the other ones have these scenes where I'm just like, oh boy, you guys just didn't do take two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you are yeah. walking through this. Holy scene. shit! There's not a lot there of is that some in of that. this movie. There is a bit of it. Most of it's at the beginning, thankfully, and just then they ring it out a bit. Oh, right. Yeah. Um. Th- there, there are really two movies here. Uh huh. Um. There's a really good movie. Yeah. Like, okay, it, it says that he augments his team with uh, with new, new blood. blood. No, that's not true. No, no. he just shit cans his team. Yeah. He doesn't, want the, he doesn't want to see them die. Uh, yeah. You know the Expendables that you um, like and want to see in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kicks them out of the movie right away. Yeah. Um, it, well, they you do get a bit. The opening action sequence where they go get Wesley Snipes. Is great. That's really is good. Is fucking great. <laughs> Super good. And Wesley Snipes is so weird in this yeah, movie, man. but so awesome. So awesome. That's I what really, I like. The new cast members are what make this movie good. Uh, y- you mean the new old people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, the young people—they don't count. That's the thing. <laughs> this movie, this movie immediately replaces the awesome fucking uh, the people you want to see with kids who maybe maybe some people know who these kids are. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, and uh, when it's when it's the new Expendables, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these kids have zero charisma. Yeah, I don't know who they are. I don't care who no. they are. Who this fucking Ortiz guy? I don't know who he is. Yeah, I know who the girl is. I don't know she's, who she is, but she's an excellent fighter. Uh, she's an excellent fighter. She is the worst actress really I've ever bad. seen. <laughs> um, and then there's these two guys who are completely interchangeable. Yeah, and I don't know what either of them do, nor do I care because they're so <laughs> fucking boring. Yeah. But, yeah, fucking Wesley Snipes is super awesome in this yep. movie. And quite early on. So they have to break him out of prison. Yeah. That's the first uh, thing. And uh, and they, they get away with him. And, and uh, I forget who it is. One of them asks uh, what he was in prison for. And he goes, tax evasion. And I'm like, <laughs> nicely done, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Classy move. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's got the same dumb shit. Like you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger just feeding you his old lines again. Yeah. But okay, when when that happens at the end of Expendables two, there's the crazy scene where him and Bruce Willis just yell things just, for movies. Yeah, at each other. just yell uh, other people's lines. Yeah, why not? You know, it's really and awkward, and they both just look like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and, yeah. because they didn't or <laughs> didn't care enough. Yeah. And uh, I think actually, because Bruce Willis isn't in this movie because he wanted four million dollars or a million dollars a day, not just under a million dollars a day. Yeah, what a dick. What uh, a like. I'm. I will never ever ever have any less great feelings for Die Hard or any no, of its subsequent. They're, one, they're wonderful movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really starting to hate Bruce Willis. Like just <laughs> fucking hate. Like oh, fucking really. He's insufferable. Yeah. It's four days of work. Yeah, and he was like three million dollars. No way, you give me four million. No, I'm not doing it. Anyway, yeah. thank God because he's really crappy in one and two. 
Yeah, it's kind of boring. He really sucks in them. Yeah. Because uh, he's doing that thing where he sleepwalks through shit, and yeah. it sucks. But they brought in a different actor who's also known for sleepwalking through shit, Harrison Ford, who does not sleepwalk through this. Uh, no. 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 He doesn't. He's, I don't know if he knows what's going on. I don't think he knows at but all what's going on. Oh, it's going on. the gas. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in the weirdest way. super weird. He's probably uh, stoned or something. But, oh, he was yeah. definitely stoned. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's, it's, like, there's a couple scenes with him... Where he's like, okay, look, I'll be in your movie. I kind of want to be in your movie. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on or anything, and I don't care. I will stand in a suit, or I will sit down in a helicopter. Those yeah. are the only two things I will do. Yeah. But I'll say anything you want me to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, Listen, as long as I don't roll my ankle, I'm uh, in this yeah. movie. I, I saw some or read some interview with him talking about it where they're like, have you seen the first two movies after he'd signed on? He was like, no, I haven't seen them, but it yeah. sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You're pretty cool. Like, yeah. there's, like, his name is Drummer. And I'm yeah. like, all right, good enough. Yep. And he's uh, uh, like in the big, the big final uh, scene. He's uh, in a helicopter. He's flying a helicopter. Yeah. Uh, to come rescue them. Oh, there's and, the connection between these two movies. Just saying. Somebody uh, flies in a helicopter to save some people in Death Ring. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was it was a direct ring. direct ripoff. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, but he's but every once in a while they'll just cut back to him and he'll just. It's like they were saying like just say say catchphrases or something and he yep. was like oh what do young kids say um drummers in the house yep <laughs> and he says drummers in the house <laughs> that's gotta hurt yeah. <laughs> Oh. It's so, it's so <laughs> awkward. This is all that in a bag of potato chips. Like, yeah. literally. It's totally. like him going, no, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't get off my plane. Uh, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed him in it. But And, uh, okay, what who to talk about for uh, with the new cast members? I'll go uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, listen, everyone hates Mel Gibson, but he is really good at being in movies. Oh man, is he awesome in this movie? Boy, is he good in this. He, but but also, I mean, it's not hard for him to play a villain because like no, well, half of his part in this movie is played by public perception. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he but he is so good in this. He movie. nails it, man. Like there's a there's an element of having these guys in this that raises it up because they. They can nail it, I think, in a take or two, and it, they right. aren't going to look as uh, deer in the headlights or lost as some of these lesser actors or guys who aren't actors or guys who are Bruce Willis and don't give a shit. Right. Uh, you know, so it, it's 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 got a better, more professional film feel yeah. than the first two have because the first two don't. There's a lot of things that seem very amateur about. Them. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the first two were they're they're sort of still riding on the fact that like we got them all together, yeah, right? Yeah. That's all you need. That's it, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, and just there's an some, element of yeah. that here yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, this is a little more cohesive than the previous two. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. And again, Mel Gibson is great. Like the subtext for every single thing that Mel Gibson says in this movie seems to be like, yeah, y'all hate me, right? Yeah, you hate me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You hate me. I don't give a fuck. And it's awesome. It's compelling to watch. I got right now from you hating me because it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) I got a hate boner because you hate me. (laughs) That's where my boner comes from. Uh, But it's awesome. Yeah, he's fucking great. Really good. Uh, But. Oh, are we talking about uh, 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 Antonio Banderas? Yeah. He is, I think, the best thing about this movie. Definitely, he's the best thing about this movie. He's fucking hilarious in this movie. Yeah. He fully knows, like, he actually injects an element of, like, legitimate comedy in yeah. this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which they have tried to have humor in these yeah. movies before. And, and it, not very it's been well, cute. but it's been... It's been, like, it's been it's adorable. Miss. They don't know what jokes are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 
but Antonio Banderas is legitimately awesome. Yeah, gave an energy to the, that the previous films in the franchise have not had. Yeah. And he uh, doesn't seem to have aged very much at all. Crazy. Which actually brings same thing oh, with Snipes. That was another thing that I, that I actually wanted to say, and I fully fucking stand behind this. I think this movie, the two standouts in this movie for me, uh, even though one of them didn't have anything to do, were fucking Antonio Banderas and Kelsey Grammer. Oh fuck yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer, Grammer was, great. was fucking badass in this yeah, movie. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He's just basically he facilitates the new crew, right? But. He's just awesome. Yeah. Like he's just like this. Ah, I'm an awesome old kind of cranky yeah. guy. But yeah, yeah. He, there's they don't give him that much to do. But he does so much with not having anything. Totally. to Totally. And that's why the middle of the film where it could have really sagged him in a piece of shit because all the new people that he goes and brings in would it would have been terrible. But that uh, area of the film is populated by Kelsey Grammer and Antonio Banderas quite a bit. Yeah. So it just it, for a two hour movie, it didn't really get boring at all because no. he had a little bit of somebody going on doing something good. Yeah. Uh, the whole time. Yeah, I, I had a great time with this movie. Uh, uh, it's and now it is full of of like ridiculous logic or lack of, of yeah, logic. Terrible the first dialogue, scene, some really bad line readings. Uh, yeah, yeah, like some some clearly misunderstood line readings. Yeah, uh, but in the first scene, like they're they're the Expendables and they're supposed to be like this elite force. Yeah, and they're like fucking great at what they do, uh, but. Um, they're they're facilitating some sort of a um, an arms deal. They're selling grenades or something to to uh, an unknown buyer that they know by this one name, but it turns out to be uh, Mel Gibson's uh, uh, Stone Bank. Is his name? And they're being all sneaky about it, and they're sneaking through this like they're in this uh, uh, cargo uh, um, box mm-hmm. uh, being lifted by a crane. And then they see Stone Banks. Stone Banks! And then he just starts shooting everybody. Yeah. Like, like it's supposed to be this whole covert operation. Yeah, yeah. And then he sees this guy and then just starts shooting everybody. Yells his for, name. Yeah. Stone Banks! <laughs> and then just starts shooting everybody for no reason whatsoever. No reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's like, really stupid. And, and and that's what starts this whole, uh, the, the whole story. Like, he's like, oh, I gotta fire my team because yeah. I'm because I'm afraid that they're gonna get killed. And then he gets his new team and then the new team isn't very good so he's like, I'm just gonna go get the old team. When yeah. they hire like the new team, immediately. Yeah, when they yeah. hire the new team, they're like, "Listen, the only reason I'm giving you guys this job is because if you die, I don't care." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, he's like, "I can't let you guys die. You guys are my men." But uh, there's a bunch of kids that I could totally yeah. see killed <laughs> and not fucking give a fuck. I, one other, another thing that's a positive in this movie, uh, uh, being better than the uh, the first two, is thank God Stallone has stopped with that silly little go, uh, handlebar mustache thing. <laughs> The little the like yeah, movies. oh yeah, I forgot it looks about weird that. on him. It looks weird on him to do that, man. He can't do that. And he, he doesn't have it in this one. Yeah, and he looks much less weird. Yeah. with his little beret and silly stuff. Yeah, um, the the, the whole thing about uh, Antonio Banderas's character is that he he really wants to join the Expendables, mm-hmm. but or he just really wants a job. Yeah, but nobody will hire him, and uh, Stallone won't hire him because he's too old. And I'm like, um, yeah, you look like his dad <laughs> <laughs> who died. Yeah, <laughs> you look like his dead father. <laughs> That's a twist. I am. His mustache was twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, so, well, I'm glad yeah. you guys had a good time watching. If you, in, uh, if you yeah. liked the previous Expendables movies or had fun with them, absolutely. I'm sure, see I'll this. check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really stupid. It's an incredibly bad movie that's just great. So fun. <laughs> yeah. So fun from beginning yeah. to end. And the last action sequence is fucking. Yeah, awesome. it's really good. There's so much shooting and kicking and fucking. But, uh, yeah, like like. <laughs> Sorry, no fucking. Yeah, there's, <laughs> no, no, no. there's shooting, kicking, and fucking. Sometimes in the same scene. <laughs> Oftentimes yeah. at the same time. Sorry, yeah. it might have been misleading. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but and, and again, just a dumb uh, like quote unquote ticking clock, you know, like the, yeah. the, the sort of device, but in the dumbest way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's also super entertaining. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Had a blast. I'll watch it again. Oh yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it again soon. Very soon. Yeah. 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 I will watch it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, uh, just just a little FYI, while I was watching it, uh, I did watch it at home. Mm-hmm. I had to watch it at home, uh, legally. <laughs> and uh, uh, Frank fucking loved it. Oh, good. Like, Frank fucking went Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I saw it in the movie theater. Mm. And he brought Frank, and he loved it there, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring your cat to... It was bring your cat to the theater, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yep. um, or well, bring your friend's cat to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's got a car. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, a ride. I mean, and he will give rides. Yeah. I bought the tickets. Uh, speaking of cats, <laughs> speaking of Did cats, you the, uh, out of him? <laughs> a ride. He drove me there. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. The movie I watched had some cats car in it. Mess. Some cats named Norris, Drago, McQueen, <laughs> and Swayze. Segway. Um, I watched Death Ring from 1992. 92. Um, mm. This is a, as far as I know, direct to video. Uh, and I don't know oh, if it's displayed yeah. in any theaters yeah, anywhere. Yeah. I don't think a lying poster <laughs> got this into theaters. Uh, this stars Mike Norris, Billy Drago, Chad McQueen, and Patrick, or sorry, Don Swayze. Don Swayze. Swayze. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I watched this movie. Uh, no, notable most for the cover that has uh, some people that kind of look like famous people, and then you read the names, and you might think they have some famous people, but then it just turns out they're all Relatives. sons and brothers of famous people. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Billy Drago, who is just Billy Drago. Yeah, yeah. who's just a fucking snake-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Creepy-looking fella. He's um, gross. Yeah. Okay, so Death Ring. This movie <laughs> is about Mike Norris, uh, uh-huh. who plays Matt Collins, and his friend Skylord Harris, ch- played by <laughs> Chad McQueen. What? Um, and they're like, okay, so the movie opens, and they're like pretty like big doodly dudes. Like, um, <laughs> they're, they're manly men. Like, Matt Collins, Mike Norris is this like ex-army bro, and he has this girlfriend, Lauren, who's like really rich, and it makes him feel bad that she's so rich. And he's like, you got a big house, and I'm in this like apartment. And he's and and uh, Mike Norris is like running uh, in a race of some sort, and he wins it and gets all this like kind of coverage. Like, oh, this dude's really like fast, foot, like a foot race. Yeah, it's like a it's like a like an Ironman race or you, or one of those sort of triathlon style things. Oh, where you're like running and doing other things and stuff while you're doing it. Like I don't know, picking up heavy things and then running somewhere else to pick more heavy things up. Right, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he was in the army and he was in the army with Chad McQueen and Chad McQueen saved his life but is now like a kind of a drunkard. Um. So uh, Matt uh Mike Norris he wins that race and sort of gets a lot of coverage and and drago is this evil dude who sees the coverage and is like i need this man and uh he needs it he needs a, him because he runs this like death ring who which is like a hunting sort of uh most dangerous game style situation 
This is a ripoff of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because um, yeah, there was a lot of Let's Hunt a Man movies in this time yes, period. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's like that? It's like that and Hard, hard Target. Hard Target. And, yeah. uh, what's the Ice T one? Uh, uh, Most Dangerous Game. Surviving, no, uh, Surviving, no, Surviving, the, the, game. Surviving the Game. And uh, what was the uh, Red Brown one? Was it Red Brown? <clears throat> was it Red Brown? I don't know. No. Who was it? No, no, no. Deadly Prey. Deadly Prey. With the, Who was the that? The Prior Bros. Yeah. Prior Brothers. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so... Drago, like, is this really evil dude who kind of talks like a snake sometimes, then at one point drinks snake blood. So they're <laughs> they're really just embracing that. Um, and he, yeah, he runs this like death ring, and he also wears a literal death ring on his uh, on his hand. So well, that's where those people, or it says death. It just, that's, just uh, that's called a metaphor. Yeah, uh, 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 it's just a ring that he says, "This is my death ring." <laughs> Fair enough. Um, oh. I got one too. Yeah, this is my uh, death watch. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, I'm wearing my death shoes. I got today. my yeah, my murder sneakers on. Yeah, uh. <laughs> and my killing uh, hat. <laughs> um, so he decides he's he wants uh, Norris, and so he kidnaps him and his girlfriend and takes him takes them both to this island somewhere where he's going to run this death ring, and these people are going to come and pay to hunt him, and mm-hmm. if he doesn't do it, he'll, he'll kill the fiancé kind of situation. Meanwhile, Skylord stays back uh, and tries to figure out what's going on and Is where he's been. Is he... It's in quotes, yeah. Oh. Um, I think it was because he flew a plane in the war, or, yeah. or a helicopter he in the war. lord of that plane. Lord of that plane. <laughs> I now pronounce you lord of the plane. Heli lord. <laughs> he uh, took a flight once, and they... Yeah, <laughs> so the whole movie is kind of him figuring out with the cops, like where'd my friend go and stuff. I I, I neglected to mention that the title I um I took an Instagram video of this because I could not help myself, but the title comes up on the screen. It's like rotating and uh, it locks in to say uh, death ring, oh, and then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the title it, sequence is amazing. We put this on at the bar. Yeah yeah, it turns into like the sort of beveled metal uh, thing, like, like the heavy metal movie. Yeah, yeah but yeah. then and it, it shimmers. It and shimmers. Then... My point is, it shimmers. So much. So much. Like, it shimmers for a good 30 seconds. There's like 800 little star shimmers oh, on this thing. Yeah. And it gets beautiful. so yeah. big, yeah. it like envelops the whole And you can just know if somebody was like, more. Yeah. More star. It's not shiny enough. <laughs> Casey and I were working on the weekend, and I, ha- I own this yeah. movie on VHS. I've never watched it with sound on. And we're like, oh, let's throw it on while we work. And uh, I, yeah, I ended up. I saw the credits and rewound them, and I was like, check yeah. it out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was fucking blown away. Yeah, you were I dazzled. Yeah, I, were. Were. I was. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's these bad dudes who paid to like play the hunting game, and they all get weapons based upon like pulling a uh, pool ball out of a bag or something. And if they get like a number, they get a certain weapon, <laughs> so much like their weapons are pool dad. balls. No, much like everybody uh, cage gets a match. pool ball. Yeah. So every number. <laughs> corresponds to a weapon right. which is I was like it's who got the match. whistle yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so and there's five of them there's Iceman um, who played he was played by somebody that was a stuntman on Invasion USA and Mr. Chen who was in Big Trouble in Little China Apache who was in Predator 2 and Temple who is I don't know who he was um, it was Temple Grandin. <laughs> but it's funny because they're introduced and they all have like, oh, here's my background or whatever. And they get to Apache and he's just like, I'm Apache. And they're like, that's it. And he goes, that's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So we put this on at the bar. Yeah. And I didn't get any of this from it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. No, it was okay. on mute. No, I don't I, recall I, there my, being subtitles. My thing is I don't think I... I and then the bar got busy. You would so never be able yeah. to watch this with the, without sound because it's not a movie where like things explode and shit. Yeah. All of the like fun stuff. Well, every time stuff. I looked up, Mike Norris was sitting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, I got to say this sounds kind of awesome. No, okay. So this movie, uh, to, to play my cards, is a lot of fun to watch but it is not obviously a good movie and right. it is also not a very entertaining movie for action right. it's just a lot of dumb things happening and they're running around the woods there's no n- until the last like 15 minutes there's no guns there's no explosions there's nothing it's like uh-huh. a couple fisty fights i did see i did see what i think is the final battle and the culmination of that yeah great Oh my god! Amazing, yeah. yeah. The final hill in this movie is just like great, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I am going to spoil later, so if you oh. really care, stop listening now. Yeah. But here's my point: Mike Norris is not a convincing hero at all. <laughs> right? He can fisty fight. I was going to ask that. which one of the relatives is the best. Okay, I'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So he can fisty fight. Pretty good. Pretty good. Kicky wicks. Yeah. <laughs> fisty fights. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's trained in some sort of fighting. Uh-huh. Um. But he looks like, you know, like your best friend's dad. Yeah. Like, he just looks like a guy who's, like, not ready to take control of a film and drive the plot. Like, Like, at one point when he does get out into, like, the woods for the fighting, he, like picks some mud up and smears it on his face and makes a spear out of a out of like a stick and it's just terrible like <laughs> he puts a little bit of mud on his face and i'm like do you think this is, you're gonna like hide in the woods and no one will see you because you have like a smear of mud on your left cheek <laughs> like it's terrible and then there's nothing out in this woods well there's a dirty man over there yeah <laughs> he's too it dirty to be 90 percent of a human face yeah. <laughs> it's probably not him it's probably not no and he makes like a rope trap and then he uh rips off his shirt and puts it on like a stick and then goes the other way and that's like the extent <laughs> he of his, puts it on a stick yeah he puts it on like a tree <laughs> like I'm, gonna, I'm done with this yeah and he's like if I put, oh there's a naked man with mud on his face listen yeah. there comes a time in every man's life when you just got to put your shirt on a stick and walk away yeah oh man yep. yeah and and but people kept keep saying like he's way more than we bargained for and it's like we bargained for something that had a whole shirt i guess <laughs> hey look i've seen this guy put his shirt on a stick All yeah. right. Let's, uh, you, you understand he went the other way right i thought he went that way his shirt was on a stick um yeah he fights the ninja dude and like uh he beats him in a weird way because he fights him into his like rope trap and then he gets strung up by his leg but then somehow in the process of getting strung up by his leg gains enough momentum to impale himself on a tree sweet uh Mm -hmm. it's okay it's not great um Mm -hmm. you don't really see it happen a lot of stuff in this movie is just like a gross sound effect while it's off screen and then you Uh. see it yeah um, but he, so apparently Drago is like, has everyone miked and is listening to them. 
and so Norris like picks up the mic off the dude he kills and he's like, Mr. Chin is now Mr. Dead. <laughs> oh. I'm coming for you. Ooh. Just like that's, that's just unfortunate writing. <laughs> that's a good one. Golly. Yeah. Um but whenever somebody finds the Norris dude and they start fighting, because they're mic'd up, it would it like cuts back to Drago and his like like sexy assistant like trying to fuck to the sounds of these people fighting. Like that's like his modus operandi seems to be get people to fight, listen to them, and then try to have sex while it's that's happening. That's the only way you can get a boner. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's his murder. No, I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. It's the only yep. way he can get his death dick going. <laughs> um, but so there's no Swayze for like get a- Get into my death ring. Check out my death Yeah. Dog. There's, the, there's no Swayze for like a full hour until Mike Norris discovers him in a cave uh, and it is revealed that he was a previous death ring uh, champion uh, of some sort. Uh. And the story goes, it's like, that's when the death ring went awry. We like have this story and, and he, they keep talking about how, yeah, the one guy, the one that got away. But then when they describe it, he's like, yeah, I like led everyone into a pit of quicksand. And then they all died and I won. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is pretty great. It's great that it's. Quicksand. Yeah, I just pictured him like <laughs> up in a tree, being like, "They're gonna come this way. They're just gonna die." I led everyone into a wily e. coyote cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I dropped some Acme dynamite on them. Um, it's just hilarious. But he's pretty awesome, even though he just looks like a weird Patrick Swayze. Like he looks like something. Yeah, he looks like Patrick Swayze's face just squished a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. He's yeah. weird, but he. Here's the thing: all these dudes are not good actors, but this movie does know what it is. And there's a weird sense of there's like they don't have charisma and they don't have like chemistry together or anything. But there's a weird <laughs> sense of just like I, it's very easy to watch, even though not much is going on. Like in any other movie with this script, I would have been like, this is the fucking most boring movie ever. But because it's like sub stars, you're kind of just like, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, God bless you guys. Yeah. But if, so eventually uh, McQueen Skylord figures it all out, gets in a helicopter, flies to the island and they have a pretty entertaining climax. Uh, Norris chucks the sexy assistant out of a window because they're fighting and she's like you guys always go easy on the women when you like fight like when you fight us or something so he just throws her out a window and he's like how's that (laughs) which is pretty funny Uh, and then there's yeah like it's kind of like the movie knows what it is there's not a lot of like jokes there's not a lot of jokey jokes but Uh, there is sort of the fair like they're they're stretching for those those one-liners and it's kind of funny um, but so finally they have a big yeah, fight. I remember that Mr. Deadline. Yeah. From yeah. <laughs> um, pretty good. Yeah. Even when it does it. Yeah. They're really reaching. And, and when it, when they cannot grab it, it's still kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So eventually they have a fight with Drago. They cut his head off with a sword and it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, with a great sound effect and then a reveal of his head on the ground. Um, so like and, a yeah. Waka waka That was the death dick. <laughs> um, so, and then they're all going to take off in the helicopter, but uh, Norris is like, I got to go back. And then he's running back to the house, and the assistant he threw out of window isn't dead. So they have a fight, and then he goes back into the house, comes back to the helicopter, and they take off and fly off into the sunset in the end of the movie. But. Uh, the uh, his fiance is like, what did you go back into the house for? And he reveals he went back for the death ring. And then they uh, ADR and they like look at each other and laugh. And then they right before it cuts to them flying off in the sunset, that his like head is is turned away from the screen and the ADR. It's a death ring. <laughs> it's like you apparently they thought you wouldn't know it was the death ring, the titular death ring, if they didn't have a him going. 
It's the death ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's a death ring. The end. Yeah. Thanks for watching our picture show. <laughs> yeah. And then they fly off in the sunset. I, I honestly like I wanted more um I death rings. More death rings, more death dicks, <laughs> more murder hats. No, I wanted more like action and explosions. Mike uh, Mike Norris shoots a computer real up real good that I made a gif out of just because right. I thought yeah. it was really yeah. funny. He just runs into a room and goes, <laughs> blows a computer up. Um, but he looks really like he doesn't know what he's doing. No. Yeah. yeah, like I wanted more. It's not fun in the way that you would expect this movie. I mean, on the cover, there's like a, a helicopter flying into an explosion. Never happens. Yeah. Um, but, but there is a weird charm of it. Um, if you like this kind of like... Uh, bargain bin digging action movie yep. you'll find enough to laugh at that it's funny throughout yeah, yeah like I, I would recommend people like us watching this sure but it's not it's i'll a, have to watch my tape someday you should because yeah. because i cannot even imagine how boring this movie would be just looking at it you have to listen to it as well because <laughs> it's all in the stupid things they say and do yep, yeah fair enough <clears throat> so not bad not bad. um had i had an all right time i forgot to watch it until last night i was like about to go to bed and was like oh yeah death <laughs> like watched it in bed just like woo this is hilarious um yeah so last week i lost yeah. the role so i gave you guys an album to listen to sure um you did i gave you guys an album that i had been listening to for about a week um i gave you paul simon's heart and hearts and bones from 1983 this is uh widely considered uh, why, was considered to be a huge bomb at the time and has mm-hmm. sort of had a resurgence in opinion mm-hmm. over the years. I'd just basically been crushing uh, Paul Simon's discography. I've basically listened to it all a You've lot. You've been busy crushing P. Crushing P.S. <laughs> oh, crushing my God. Pee. Yeah. Um, and, and also Art Garfunkel, because I've been kind of exploring their post-Simon and Garfunkel stuff. And right. so I, I've been listening to this a lot. I, I have come to really like this album with some exceptions, but the more I listen to it, the more I am kind of like, yeah, I don't really get why this was sort of a huge bomb because it's it, it it does kind of it feels a piece of his career tra- trajectory. It doesn't sound like this would come out and people would be like, oh, well, what? It's just kind of like if you listen to this before Graceland, but after One Trick Pony, it is yeah. kind of like not. Like, I think it's the stepping stone between those two albums. It absolutely, oh, absolutely. but it's. I think without knowing that Graceland's coming, yeah, it it seems it could probably in 1983 seemed like an awkward step. I can understand that. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand how it was. It's it 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 sounds so much like a a Paul Simon uh, album. All the songs are fully realized, even the ones I'm not that crazy about. But even the ones I'm not that crazy about, I still kind of like. I love this. album. I really love this album too. Yeah, I I really like this album. I don't love this album. I think there's a couple of things. Ours is like, no thanks. Well, well, let's get this out of the way right now. Cars are cars. Okay, that song is terrible. That song is so stupid. That song sticks out like a sore thumb because yeah. even a song like when numbers get serious well this is the thing it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb because there's a couple of songs that are like that yeah well you know, it fits right in with when numbers get serious because i don't like that but either i really like when numbers get serious there's something about that typewriter sound <laughs> that i really like uh i i i found that song ultimately very forgettable yeah um wait, and like where? lyrically kind of lazy I uh, think. Yeah. I yeah. think cars are cars is super lazy, super but I don't lazy. really think and uh, weird. It has that serious. weird sort of like it has his weird sense of humor in a song taken way too far. Yeah, 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 yeah cars yeah. is cars. Oh, like, absolutely. Where he's talking about like uh, cars the are surf? cars, and he's like, you can drive them on the left. Why does he yeah. do a weird Beatles I don't, I don't know. thing? You can drive them on the right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, now another song that fits, I think, into that kind of like 
goofy metaphor thing, but I I actually do like his allergies. The opening I track. love that uh, song. It took At me a while. First, to get I was into like, that. "This is stupid. So stupid." <laughs> I I but thought the chorus is so good. Yeah. yeah. So when the, when the first catchy, time I, I like heard the, this the album, solo and the breakdown. Oh, oh the solo see, I amazing. hated the solo. I really like that. I hate solo. the guitar. In that. I love it. But well, I don't I, like that tone. But it's no, I don't like your tone. Oh no! When I first listened to allergies and it starts with that kind of like vocoder, I was like. Because yeah. I, I, you like I always say on Time Bandits, I'm not a big fan of the 80s production. And yeah. the, the fade in on that song with the vocoder, I was like, I'm getting ready to not like this album. Yeah. But then. But uh, see, not me. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm getting ready to like this album. <laughs> I want to hear weird electronic fucking Paul, Paul Simon. Simon. But yeah, that's the only but, instance but where of that it kind goes, of production I, on the entire album. Yeah, it's fucking catchy as hell. right at the beginning. Right. I I, and I think, the lyri- I think lyrically, aside from Cars Are Cars and. With to an extent when number gets serious, I really like this album lyrically. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, lyrically, oh, yeah. especially really, really like Bones. It. The title track is excellent. Yeah. Hearts and Bones is a fantastic song. I knew that song from before. Think um, too much. That a song's and B. about uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's something I like. There's something I find really charming about um, him saying one and one half Jews wandering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's just like kind of like I, I, I like the biblical implications of it, mm-hmm. and and I like the way he uses that. Yeah. Uh, I think the worst song on the album actually is the late great Johnny Ace or whatever. I found it charming. Uh, I, yeah, I don't hate it. I don't. I don't want to listen to it anymore. Oh, but I, I won't <laughs> say I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really didn't. I, yeah, I was I, like, I, this the, is your tribute to John. That's Lennon? the song yeah. with uh, Philip Glass. Uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, Philip Glass like is the last what like twenty or thirty seconds of the of yeah. the song. Yeah. Um. um I love Renee and George Emigrate. Oh, uh, my God. That's the great. Yeah, so Train good. of a Distance I've known from well before. Yeah. I really like the Think Too Much A and Think oh, Too Much I B. Love, like, I Both loved A when it when it like started. I'm like, oh, my God. I fucking love the song. And then B started. And I'm like, ugh, this is gross. And B then I started getting into a, it though. and going. Yeah. B uh, is track uh, is track four. four. Oh, okay. Right. A, is track six. So yeah. B, B is the one is that's, excellent. It, it that's is first. amazing. And A, Sucks. I was no, no. <laughs> I, I, I thought like, it I didn't sucked. Like it. And then I and then like there's weird instrumentation in it, and and this this album is so undeniably catchy. Yeah, there's so oh, many yeah, great yeah. little hooks here and there, and just like little hooks that aren't repeated within songs. Yeah, and I really I re- that's something that when bands do it, I. I I really go for like yeah. that that album by the Unicorns where it's just like every song has like four or five little melodies where oh, you're like man. that's a whole song that's yeah. a super and, good song that's yeah. a good album oh yeah. my god boy so, is that good Unicorns yeah and and this move this album does kind of do that where where you know bit even th- like the choruses are great too but then there's other things where. A, me- a melody will shift or you know like um, mm-hmm. into something else just once and you're like oh my god yeah some of the production is. Not great. Yeah, I or think it's not, it's not that it's not good because it is good production, but it's a it's production oh, that I don't like. Oh my god, well, I hate the acoustic guitar on this album mm. because it's it's uh, an electric acoustic um, plugged in. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't sound good live. That doesn't sound good recorded. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds flat, and it's a gross. Oh, it's such yeah. a gross sound. Yeah, I think yeah. does that every once in a while. I'll throw that on an album because I think he likes the sound of it. But yeah. Yeah. it's something I can it's, see it, that it's definitely personal preference. Yeah. I just when numbers get serious, it's very yeah. Guilty there's of that. a blah, blah, blah. there's something about that just, song that I really like. I don't know what it is. I, I the, didn't hate it. I just I like when the when the it. electric guitar cuts to that sort of like doubling pedal. Um, in uh, some and in, in some of the in some of the parts and, I, and the bass is kind of slappy, but I like it anyway. Yeah, I, I don't, think that's I don't what, know. I like that song. 
it took me a while because that song is one of those songs where at the, at the start I remember being like I don't like this, but then some of the melodies kind of go to places where I was like, well, I mean, at least I like this though. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I, like you know, if even for the stuff I do, I really don't like on this album, like the, you, he had to make this album in order to make Play absolutely. Time. Like you got to sometimes throw a bunch of shit at the wall and in, have it fuck up or, there not or even or little get it almost right before you can kind of step into uh, something that really fits. This. Graceland's a weird record. Oh yeah, yeah. you really break it down. There's a little bit of shit on there that should not work, but just fucking does. Like yeah. there are moments on this record that that sound directly lifted. Oh uh, yeah, uh, like or, or not lifted. Sorry, but yeah. like directly. that sound like a blueprint for yeah, for, for sure. moments on, uh, on on Graceland for yeah. sure. And I think that's probably why this album has been rediscovered yeah. because when it comes out and you don't have anything to reference it to, yeah. it's a weird. Like Greg was saying, it's just a weird thing to hear. And then, you know, years after Graceland and, and uh, Rhythm of the Saints, it's like, oh, okay, now I can come back to this and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see exactly where you and were the, going. The, the title track, Hearts and Bones, is to- just totally feels like a companion piece to uh, the title track, Graceland. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, there's a lot. There's some a couple <laughs> there of are, like, sp- very specific lyrical yeah, yeah. Uh, connections. And, and this album. Well, yeah, him and his traveling companion. Right. And, yeah. his, uh, uh, and, and this journey taken. Um Oh shit! Oh shit! I had such a coaching <laughs> point just there, and now it's gone. Oh, well. Anyway, this al- album good. Yeah. Well, this album was supposed Casey to be sleepy or hungry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Casey eat and then sleep. Yeah. Th- this album was supposed to be a Simon and, and Garfunkel smack. album before uh, it was a Paul Simon album. That was the interesting thing uh, too. Is uh, and it was not be all of the songs much. were supposed to be no. uh, 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 for him and, and Garfunkel, but it was yeah. born but, uh, out of the yeah. idea of they were going to work together and they were going to call it Think Too Much, and then it yeah. just never happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a studio exact who was like, can you call it Hearts and Bones? And I'm like, I, yeah, that's actually a good call. I think Hearts and Bones is a better <laughs> Absolutely. Title. Yeah. Um, but I, I was interested to know which ones were supposed to be Simon and Garfunkel. So I know. Obviously, Hearts and Bones was supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there was other things on. Like, I can't imagine... Well, I could see some of them more like Renee like and the George between the two of them. Renee and Georgette, I think maybe or late great Johnny, like some Train of the, the more yeah because Renee and Georgette McGree sure. with their dog after yeah. the war ha- has a, a a vocal melody that could fully benefit from their specific yeah. Uh, yeah. the 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 melding of their voices and the way they uh, they use uh, vocal yeah. harmonies. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I I by this point have now played this album out a little bit. I'm going to mm-hmm. rest on it, but sure. but right for the past you know two and a half weeks, this has been on my RDO heavy rotation as like yeah. the number one. I've been kind of giving it a go over and over again. It, it needs a few listens, yeah. Because I feel like you do, you can't really judge a Paul Simon album until no. you've listened to one while looking out the window of a moving train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's You've done that a lot, huh? No, it's just one lot. of those. Things, you know what? I don't know that travel thing. I'm oh, like, I, like yeah. absolutely. Neil like, Young's really good for that too. Yes, uh, yeah. But yeah, I well, did. Neil Young's good to ride a horse and look at <laughs> right. the window of a horse. I guess. <laughs> look at the window of a horse. Um, You're in the cell, apparently. Yeah. With the I, did, I got yeah. more out of. The, I got more into this album when I listened to it while I was in transit. Headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on a train, you know, like a subway, not as good as like an no. actual. You're just looking at a wall go not, by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, but when the subway was above ground, I was like, ooh. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> um, but well, uh, yeah, a few listens were definitely necessary because, like, I totally. did not like Allergies at the beginning, but now I, I quite like that song. Yeah, um, I'm never gonna like Cars or Cars. No, yeah, yeah. it's terrible. Like, it is. I started skipping it by the. Yeah. I don't think I'll like um, some of the, the instrument, uh, some of the instrumentation was all right, but it just it felt 
I was like, you, you nailed it with the other one. Why am I yeah. listening to this? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. But I, I don't know. Like, as... as, as I, And I haven't worn out any Paul Simon albums, mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, I always like when there's a new one that catches me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I yeah, mean... I like this one. He's got... Did um, we not talk about a song about the moon because it's just so boring? <laughs> probably. I, I don't... Yeah. Oh, see, I thought that one was kind of cute. I like it. it. Yeah, uh, but it started I, out with this. Like, oh, this is getting this is a little uh, mm. uh, blues. Like this is a little dad yeah. jeans bluesy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, no, I can see that for but sure. But then the, the melody turns kind of sweet, and and I I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm, it is very passable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I've been going through his whole discography, and I mean, aside from uh, songs for the Cape Man, which I don't really know what to think of it's awful. um you're the one is album think, from two- think that it's I, awful. yeah you're the one from 2000 is kind of like okay you're just going for the standard return to basics heard that. it's not great I, I, there's I actually, moments i kind of like that song there's you're moments the on um, it there are great moments on it yeah. but, but there is a lot of pretty boring bluesy bullshit yeah. on it and then mm-hmm. surprise from 2006 just sounds too much like you two and he's kind of like this is my modern album yeah and then so beautiful or so what from 2011 is actually fucking great I I've not heard anything. Great. I haven't heard a. I don't know what the last. Yeah. I think Rhythm of the Saints honestly is probably the last album I listened yeah. to all the way through. Yeah. From him. Um. But so we listened to a uh, Paul Simon album that you know at the time was uh, not very well reviewed. So I'm giving us another uh, quote unquote not well reviewed at the time album that I have found myself listening to, and I think I should be embarrassed for liking this album as much as I do. Oh, I'm sure you should. <laughs> um, but uh, I got to say, I, I, I have been enjoying this, and it's an album that when it came out, people were saying, well, this is a disappointment critically and on the turntable, was one of the quotes uh, that uh. I read from all music. <laughs> but I'm, I'm giving you the album Fate for Breakfast by Art Garfunkel. Oh, interesting. Oh, all right. Yeah. You and I were talking about this the other day. Yes. Um, this album uh. is... <laughs> smooth <laughs> to say the least this is like very very lightly um psychedelic extremely smoothed over production neo soul almost uh-huh. and there's some moments on this album where i was like i love this and then there's other moments on the album where i'm like i am about to fall asleep Interesting. yeah okay but there's something about it that i like the first song on it I'm just like, I love this song. I don't know why. It's super banal lyrics, just kind of like, in a while, I'm leaving, or something. I'm like, I don't care. It fucking sounds great, though. So I want I want a second opinion on this, because there's literally no positive reviews of this album. Right. Aside from, like, one or two users on RDO, every review that I Googled was just like, yep, uh, he really had it with Breakaway, and uh, and one of the other ones he did, and now he, he sucks, so see you later, <laughs> Art. And then everything after it was apparently garbage, too, so... Huh. I'm interested. More like our yeah. garbage. Our vocal. garbage. <laughs> uh, um, I I just I love his singing voice so much. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I wanted to mention uh, it, because his singing voice is so good. Um, in I think it's from 2010. Oh yeah. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert. Yeah, they yeah. do a bunch. Of, the whole the whole set is fabulous, but they end with. Bridge Over Troubled Water, and it is mm-hmm. fucking stunning. Maybe my favorite yeah. rendition of that song. Hey, he kills it. Would you like uh, two grown men to uh, sing you to tears? Yeah, yeah. they fucking do. Yeah. I get emotional <laughs> watching that shit. Yeah. Find it. It's from 2000. I think it's from 2010. It's 9 or 10. I'm almost certain it's 10. Uh, rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert. Simon and Garfunkel. I will. The whole thing is great, but specifically, uh, search around. You'll find a good quality version of yeah. it. But holy fuck. Garfunkel brings it. Yeah, yeah. Just the look on his face when he's hitting those end notes—it's tragically beautiful. Yeah, it's it's haunting. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Never thought a man in a Hawaiian shirt could make me cry. I know. <laughs> like, like, everything is fighting against how beautiful it is. Yeah. His hairline and yeah. his shirt, but yeah. it, but it fucking does it's it. It's outstanding. Yeah. Watch that shit. Yeah. Uh, so. Speaking of shit that we're going to watch. Yes. Uh, we're going to roll for movies for next week now. Um, obviously, this has been a film that uh, is a long time coming. It's a sequel. Uh, this is Sin City, a dame to kill for, directed by Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez. I really, really liked Sin City when it came out. Oh, like, I loved I it. I fucking love um, that movie. It blew me away at the time for, yeah. for, the, for sort of like the green screen and stuff. Uh, yeah. And comic book uh, style. For sure. So now I, I'm a little worried. I, has it been, I was going to ask you, do you think it's been too long? I has, think like, it has. Has the fire gone out on this thing? Is I this think a little for me, late to the game? But I'm I'm just kind the of hype like... hype isn't there, I don't think. I don't think anyone's no, all that concerned that. now. If well, they I put mean, this thing out five years ago, people would have been fucking apeshit for yeah. it. Yeah, and I think Frank Miller really hit a peak at with, with when the first uh, Sin City came out and then kind of squandered well, a lot the spirit. of it by yeah, doing I the spirit, how, I wonder opening if his mouth a lot. I wonder if this whole thing was hurt by the spirit <laughs> no. because, uh, because have you of seen the similarities. The no, it's I'm just terrible. It's no, just the worst. Yeah, yeah, and just sort of like, I don't know, the more I like read about don't yeah I don't know. I just I don't like him a lot. <laughs> for Frank some Miller. Yeah the, yeah, the less you read about I, that guy, the better. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to read just about appreciate him as a his works. Yeah, if you just, can you know? Not and not all of it's great. Frank, he, I mean, he is very important. Yeah, what he caused in comic yeah. books and a few of the things he did are some of the best I have ever read. Yeah, some of it is also some of the worst and most misogynistic crap in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. The Sin City stuff, most of it is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's just so pulpy and fucking really gets the tone. I guess Um, I'm just worried about like a kick-ass two moment, you know, like where where it's been some years and then they just totally fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited to see Mickey Rourke uh, come back as Marv. Yes. Because that's, boys, I I can't get enough of watching that segment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I have this on Blu-ray and it looks fucking fantastic yeah, on Blu-ray, definitely. by the way. Uh, but I can watch uh, the the Marv uh, chapter over and over and over. Holy fuck, is it good? And he just nails it. Definitely. Nails it, gets it fully. The whole thing is good. I like the whole movie, but uh, boy, is that the best part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, who we're, knows? We're rolling it against If I Stay, uh, starring Chloe Grace Moretz. A, a film where, while the trailers have been playing in front of a bunch of movies I've seen, and I continue to try to give this movie the benefit of the doubt after Why? after seeing. Um, well, I mean, for the like, so <laughs> watching the first like minute of the trailer, coming off of having judged. Uh, the faults in our stars so harshly i was like okay uh-huh. a teen movie it's about you know uh two musicians from uh-huh. the opposite end of the spectrum like i'm gonna try and give this trailer a go and not judge it too harshly but when the film turns into she's in a car accident with her parents and they die and she turns into a ghost and spends the rest of the movie uh pining for her boyfriend and walking right. around and stuff i'm kind of like, like punk rocker right? yeah i'm like you've <laughs> well, lost me i, I actually i kind of want to see it for i hope i'm not jinxing myself here but i kind of want to see it just because i love it when movies like this portray <laughs> punk rock yeah, I know. In, in their movie i'm really yeah. excited and i really hope there are songs. references he drops for yeah, like- yeah. One it's of them will be, be wearing a flipper T-shirt like an LOL. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not. Uh, I feel like it's not for me. Mm. So not, we nope. gotta we gotta do this. I don't Casey's think it's rolling. really for anybody. Yeah. Casey's rolling. What you got that's I'm rolling a four. four. I'm going I'm to the going back style. to the bat- oh. Oh, oh no! Why don't you break my house? <laughs> All right, here I go. That's a that's two. A two. That's a solid two. All right. 
Greg is rolling. Reachy reach. What we got here? That's the a three. three. That's yeah. a three. You're going to see Fault in Our Stars too. Four. Didn't you roll two? I rolled the four. No, I rolled the four. Yeah. You lost, buddy. Which don't, is don't literally double time. what you, you can rolled. do. God damn it. Yep. Great. Yep. I jinxed myself by saying I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yep. Well. Yeah, I'll see it. <laughs> there you go. Have, have a good see. time. You're yeah. on a roll here, buddy. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I've three been, in a row. I've been giving albums that I've wanted to talk about. I feel like next time I'm going to give an album I, just I, to punish. I don't, I don't think, I think probably nice coming. <laughs> yeah, no three, three, three for three on yeah. good albums. Yeah. More interesting. All right. Yep. There you go. Let's. Uh, we're going. We're an hour and a half. We're going into nine hundred two and oh yeah oh, relay shit. now. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. Let me uh, bring my notes up here. Greg's going this week. It was. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen it in ages. I know. He's, uh, coming back home. Yeah. So for uh. the listener, we've been relaying the first season of nine hundred two and oh. Uh, I watched one last week. Greg goes this week. Casey goes next week. Yeah. And then we will all watch the finale. Mm-hmm. And then we'll probably just keep going into season two. This, this has been, this been a lot pretty, of fun. I don't know. It yeah. is. Oh, it's, it's been it's, an exciting and, time. And again, it's a popular segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People skip to it, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people are just like, whatever. I don't do it now. All right. I know we're going long, so let's get right into this. Yes. Thing. Let's this do episode it. I watched was called Spring Training. Oh, man. I know, right? Okay. Uh, so the episode opens with a super long theme song. Then we got Brenda jogging down the street. Brenda's jogging, and a dog starts to follow her, and she starts. She's like Brandon. <laughs> this dirty Stop dog sniffing is sniffing my butt, running next to her, and she's yelling at the dog, "Get out of here, go home!" Because she can't jog if there's a dog near her. Apparently, no. she says, get out of here. It's get, because just, it rhymes. And she yells at the dog for a while. Then uh, I guess uh, the dad, Mr. Walsh, is a coach of a little league team now. Okay, well, sure. I don't know where he finds time for that, but he's been doing it. His Casio <laughs> broke. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. he also wrote their theme song. <laughs> uh, and so we we're at the little league practice, and uh, he's talking to some parent, and uh, Brandon and Steve are following behind. They're both dressed in baseball gear. I'm like, are they trying out for the team too? <laughs> uh, and uh, oh no, okay, no. Brandon's wearing baseball gear. Steve. Steve looks like he's going to audition for fame. Uh, he's wearing like this tiny belly uh, tank top that's like a t-shirt that's been all cut up into a tiny belly tank top yeah. and black tights uh, and like some big shoes. It, he looks like uh, he looks like he's in fame. Why? Uh, Why is know. he wearing tights? I don't know. And and a baseball bat. <laughs> it's like a, he's going to go. He's trying out for a musical about baseball players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, they're getting ready for practice, but Dad throws himself a self-pitch to get things going. Throws his back out, and he's laid out on the couch for at least a week. Oh, no. There's wacky music for this. Wicka wacka whoop. Oh, my God. And uh, so he asked Brandon <laughs> if he and Steve can coach the team in the meantime. So Brandon's like, of course, Daddy. Uh, and then so we're at the peach pit, and uh, Brandon asks Dylan if he wants to help him out, but Dylan says, no th- thanks, but no thanks, Slim. Uh, he doesn't want to hear parents berating kids from the sideline all day, and Brandon says it should, shouldn't be about the parents, and there's some crazy music. Is this more of that this whole uh, scene? Walk pro- walk I don't know, but it's I, probably more of that sort of. We didn't have the rights for right. the REM song. Oh, we had. Who knows? But I recorded this scene oh, with shit. my phone. Oh sweet! Because it's kind oh, of I bananas. Audio cue. I got yeah. uh, so I can see if this works uh, for you at home because there was no describing this correctly, but it made me laugh like a bastard. <laughs> 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 okay, hold on. Here we go. Let's see if this works. Voice recorder, and here we are. Okay. At, at the peach pit. This goes down. So, you know, if my dad laid up, we need all the help we can get. First practice today, if you want to join me in festivities, thanks, but no thanks. The music's so intrusive. I thought you were a total baseball freak. <laughs> 
What is happening? It's like fucking bluesy riffing. Yeah. It sounds like people trying to have a conversation and one of them is going. Dip, dip, down. I just fucking died. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is. I don't know what happened in that scene. I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. No, I could not hear any of the dialogue. Dun, 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 dun. I just really liked the. Yeah, they did the like breakdown. Yeah, like dun, somebody dun. was like the music dun, dun. was fucking with them. Okay, it's done. Boot in it. And I, I thought it was gonna like score the end of the scene like. Bum, 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 oh man, so great. <laughs> no, and then the scene cuts really abruptly too. To Steve coaching, uh, making fun of a fat kid for picking his nose and makes him run laps for it. Oh God! Um, and then he's and he's like, the last thing we need is a booger picker playing second base. <laughs> like, oh oh this no, poor fat kid. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and I felt bad. I was like, yeah, he's this kid actor. He's got to be like eleven years old. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be in a TV show. And they're like, okay, you're going to stand here and pick your nose while we film you. <laughs> Shit. And he gets in there, he sticks his finger up there. Um, and then uh, uh, there's one of the dads. I guess he's like the, um, I don't know, the president of the uh, Little League League. or I don't know. Uh, brings in a bunch of new uniforms because his kid's on the team. Brandon's kind of weirded out by this, but Steve thinks it's great. And uh, Steve's kind of pally with the kid. His name's Noah. And he's like, get over here, you little squeef. And I was like, uh, okay. What did you say? What? <laughs> and I'm like. There was definitely an S sound, so we didn't call him a queef. Yeah, well, we can't say that. Let's <laughs> didn't call him a pussy fart. But then I looked it up. I was like, what does squeef mean? Because that doesn't seem right to yell at a kid. And I looked it up, and it does either refer to, uh, a lot of people will say it does refer to a pussy fart, and the rest, it's a, it's a uh, small amount of weed. Okay. So I was like, well, all right, right on. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was like, you know, when skeet skeet was fine in a song because no one knew what it meant. Right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, they were probably just like, well, we can't say this, so put an S on the front. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they ADR'd the sound because yeah. he was like, get out of here, queef. <laughs> get out of here, you little pussy fart. I love you. Tell your dad to say hi. <laughs> get out of here, you little death ring. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandon isn't happy with the new gear because he feels kind of weird about it. Anyway. Dylan drops Brenda off at home, and uh, she gets out of the car. She's going inside, and she hears a crash by the side of the house. She goes around, and it's the dog that was chasing her uh, earlier. It's following uh-huh. her home, and it's going through the garbage. And she's like, get out of here. What's your problem, you stupid dog? Get out. And then she's like, you want baloney? And it takes the dog <laughs> inside. And uh, she bends to the dog's will. And then uh, we cut back to practice, and uh, Noah gives Brandon some lip. And Brandon's like, take a lap. Noah's like, nah. Too much chunk. Get out of here. (laughs) Then Brandon gives him a squeef, and uh, (laughs) everybody. uh, And then they play some blues music. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Brandon's like, did you hear what I said? And the kid's just like walking. And then this one, this one of the moms is like, snack time. And the kid's like, yes. And uh, (laughs) oh no, uh, yeah. So they're gonna have some snacks. Brandon can't believe it, but Steve is like, whatever. He's a good hitter, and his mom's supplying all the food for the team. 
Uh, and, and he's I'm got a, a bowl bag. of it. It's a bowl of. He's like, "Have you tried this delicious dim sum?" And Brandon goes, "Dim sum." And oh, then no. the music goes, "Ding ding 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 ding." Oh ding, no! Ding. Oh my like, God! Really? Holy shit! Damn! Nine oh two one oh. Yeah. Das races. Good golly. So uh, then we it's it's nighttime in the Walsh home and they discuss the stuff of the day and uh, he's like we had, the lunch was really racist <laughs> yeah I felt very uncomfortable yeah <laughs> the soundtrack Dad was providing with the Casio was very off color yep. Uh, so Brandon's like, yeah, this kid was like that. And his dad's like, the first thing the kids are going to do is test your limits. You can't freak out. And he's like, Mwah. but and in between everything they say, there's like a dog like, Rrr, and they all stop and look around like, and then keep talking uh, about, you know, the kids and stuff like that and baseball. And the dog makes a noise again. And they're yeah. like, what? And then they go back to it. And then finally they're like, what is that noise? I'm like, it sounds like a dog. I'm like, of course it does. It's dog it noises. Because it's a dog. And then uh, Brenda's like, it is a dog. It's in the garage. And I put him there. And they're like, what the shit? And he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it smells bad, but he's sweet. And dad's like, no way. And she's uh-huh. like, come on. I want to have uh, uh, I want to have a dog. And he's like, no, because his shitty kids won't take care of it. Because then he's like, what about this dog and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, that was this reason. And he's like, well, then do I have to bring up Mr. Pepper? Mr. Pepper is the dog that Brenda killed. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> now, I was waiting for more information, but he's like, uh, do you remember Mr. Pepper, the dog that Brenda left outside to freeze to death in the cold? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "How? I was only nine. How was I supposed to know like uh, about stuff like sub-degree temperatures and blah, blah, blah? Yeah, if she was only nine, I feel like the parents might have had a hand in killing yeah. that dog. Yeah, anyway, the Walsh family has killed a dog named Mr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Mr. Pepper. And dad wants to take him to the pound, and mom says, go to bed and just put up a, a lost dog sign. And then uh, she names the dog Wally. She's like, the dog's name is Wally. And they all look at each other and go, Wally. I was like, relax. It's a name. <laughs> it's yeah. not, you're not even keeping the dog. And it's yeah. not that weird of a name. Yeah. And then I, I, I paused to write that note down and I noted in ca- all caps to myself, I'm only 11 minutes into this episode. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> totally. Anyway. So, Brand is at the Peach Pit, and he says he needs a day off because of coaching, and it turns out that Natch is a coach of a Little League team, too. And he oh. says it's gas, and he loves it, but the kids stink. Are you talking about- <laughs> At baseball, not literally. It's a gas, but the kids stink. Yeah, they keep squeefing. There's a lot of weird fart jokes. <laughs> they keep squeefing. <laughs> it's a real gas, but the kids yeah. stink in uh, farts. It's a gas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the kids are a bunch of little squeefs. The kids, the kids keep playing that mad song. Yeah, they're gas. called the uh, Peach Pit Pussy Farts. Yeah. Uh, they're really, really smelly. <laughs> That's too far. We'll be the Peach Pit PFs then. <laughs> no one will know. It won't fit on the shirts. Um, so, <laughs> now it's like, yeah, whatever. I just want the kids to have a good time. So it's okay that they're not good at baseball. So then we're back at practice, and Steve is yelling at the fat kid for picking his nose again. Uh, and he wants to get rid of the fat kid. Uh, so he's gonna he, leave him outside in sub zero temperatures. He's trying to just let him freeze. To death. Yeah, <laughs> just give him to Brenda. Yeah, he'll be dead in a week. <laughs> um, so he's uh he's, he wants to negotiate a trade, which I didn't know you could do. Dude, in I will trade yeah. you your dog for this kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could do it's that. It's a social experiment. We want to see what Brenda will kill faster. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he got, Steve goes that, off to talk that, to Mr. Franklin, who's like the head of the Little League or whatever. Does that mean that like you trade the Little League team and it's like, he's your son now? <laughs> <laughs> like they trade families. Like 
Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it by district we take or town? Or very I don't know seriously. how that works, but whatever. Yeah. They, that's what's happening. And Brandon's kind of looking at it, and then he turns, and he bumps into the mom that has all the food, who had dim sum last time. Okay. And she's like, have you had any of this Slovaki? And I was like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, is, that a, is that a joke? No. I was waiting for someone to correct her or yeah, her to yeah. say it right, and I was like, it's just nope, you th- just let that go. Slovaki, huh? Uh, right that on. was the, the line reading, and that's what everybody on and then set it panned over. It, yeah. it panned over to the people scoring the episode, and they were like, uh... Ding, 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 Smash a plate. Yeah. Is that Greek? Can we play Greek music? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so then we cut to Brenda and Kelly and Meathead uh, trying to teach Wally the dog. Wait, Rob Reiner? No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I wrote it. Keep on writing it as Meathead. Now, uh, I decided that, uh, well, not decided. I realized that Donna really looks like Meathead for Meatballs 2, the alien. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. that right. last. Right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Brendan, Kelly, and Meathead are trying to teach Wally the dog uh, tricks unsuccessfully. But And this is Meathead's only scene. The dog is licking her leg, and she's like, Brenda, what's with your dog? And Brenda's like, don't worry. He goes crazy for perfume. And she goes... Um, I'm not wearing any perfume. And then they all frown and the scene's over. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make any sense. Wait, what is the implication there? I don't uh, know. It's relax, it's just your perfume. I'm not wearing perfume. Oh, then he wants to lick your pussy. <laughs> I don't know. And is that the implication? I have that, no idea. This scene makes me very uncomfortable. But that's her only scene. At Kelly's too. Uh so then we're back at back at baseball practice. And uh, Steve tells Brandon that the trade for the booger-picking fat kid is on. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> wants to nix it, but Steve says uh, you don't want to offend the president of the league, particularly when he's one of you, he's a friend of your dad's. And Brandon's like, Murr. And then back at the house, the dog is barking in the garage, and Brenda's trying to get the dog to be quiet, and Dad's all laid up and angry at the dog, and Brenda has to go see him, but Dad's busy yelling at Brandon because he's telling you know, he's being too critical of practice and stuff like that, and Brenda's like, I'll find the dog a new home, which is a lie. She just takes the dog up to her room and sleeps <laughs> with it there. Um, no one will notice. Then uh, Brandon's team is going to play Nat uh, from the Peach Pit, his team, in a practice game. Uh-oh. And uh, Brandon tells uh, his team to treat the other team with respect. It's a reflection of what kind of team you are, how you treat your opposing team. And they are just killing Nat's team. It's like 14 nothing in the second inning or something like that. <laughs> and uh, one of Nat's kids overthrows first base, and uh, one of Brandon's kids named <laughs> Noah... <laughs> So he overthrows first base. Yeah. I just saw like a whole, uh, you know, bloody bottle. Yeah. I now claim first base for my own. <laughs> I just figured Brandon would have one of his moments and be like, you overthrowing motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, and then one of Brandon's players, Noah, uh, calls the kid a toad and a doofus. And Brandon's oh, like, no. calls a timeout and is like, You're, I'm throwing you out of the game. And I'm going to put the booger-picking kid in instead. Uh, but Noah refuses. And then Steve comes over, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, we can't do this. The guy, the kid's dad is here. He's the president of the league. And then Brandon's like, you know what? Forget it. And he just walks away, walks, leaves the game. 
Damn. Oh, yeah. Yep, another patented temper tantrum from yeah. Mom. Oh, yeah. And then Brenda uh, tells Mom that she still has the dog, and uh, I don't even care what's going on there anymore. The stupid dog storyline is yeah. So, yeah. Literally, that's the storyline. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what dog. to do with like, this We dog. killed the dog already. Let's yeah. not kill any more dogs. End of story. Yeah. Uh, a plot will be uh, Little League Baseball team. Uh, plot, uh, B dog. plot will be dog. Yeah. <laughs> dog exists. Where uh, dog go? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, Dad and Brandon are fighting more about the uh, the baseball game, and Dad uh, Dad's telling Brandon he was wrong for losing his cool and walking off the field in the middle of a game. And uh, then he says, "The Brandon that I know would have handled, wouldn't have handled uh, the problem by causing a scene." And I'm like, "Well, then you haven't been watching this show, yeah? Because your son is a psycho. Because the Brandon yeah. I know hasn't caused enough of a scene yet. Yeah, <laughs> the Brandon I know wouldn't cause a scene, but then I don't know my son at all." <laughs> uh, and Brandon, they're like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't coach anymore." And Brandon's like, "Well, maybe I won't." And he's starting to get all psycho and stuff like that. And uh, and he's right. Like, I don't know. He, he shouldn't have acted that way. Anyway, so Brandon's still got to do the uh, the coaching thing until uh, dad's upright. And then uh, so Brandon goes to the peach pit. And this now this got confusing. He goes to the peach pit to talk to Nat because he's going to have like an epiphany or something about things. And Nat's kids just have a good time, and that's what it's all about. Brandon's like, that's what I want to do, but teach them fundamentals of the game and stuff like that. Do you need a, do you need a third base coach? And it seems like he's going to stop coaching for the West yeah. Beverly team and go and coach with mm-hmm. Nat. That's what this scene completely implies. But then he goes home, and his dad's upright and walking around again, and Steve's there, and they're working on lineups. And they're like, come on, sit down with us. Work on some lineups. And uh, Brandon's like, I don't know, I don't know, and they're like, Yeah, because you know, we just want to, uh, we want to, we want to play Nat's kids again. And he's like, Really? And he's like, Yeah, we'll beat those nerds, and it'll be good for Team Rail. And Brandon's like, Err. <laughs> and then he goes and recruits Dylan uh, to be to help him coach Nat's kids into beating West what? Beverly. And That's Dylan's weird. totally down with that. Um, then Dave, they were like, Oh shit, David didn't do anything in this episode. Let's see if. Uh, we'll see if uh, Kelly can make David take the dog. He's like, give me a, or uh, Brenda uh, can make David take the dog. Yeah. David's like, if you can get me a date with Kelly, and she's like, bah. and that's that, and David's not in the episode anymore. Um, <clears throat> then Brandon, through Andrea, is able to get a ringer for Nat's team because they don't have anybody who can pitch. So that's going to come up later. And then uh, he's going to go to the game, and his dad's like, hey, do you want to lift to the game? Because he hasn't told his dad that he's gone over and helped Nat's team. Yeah, and he's like, oh, "I was gonna ride with Dylan." His dad's like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, well, I, "I could ride with you," and the dad's like, "Whatever you want." It's like, "I'll ride with you, Dad." And then he arrives at the game, and he's dressed in his West Beverly coaching outfit, and the Nat and Nat's team has out uniforms. Yeah, now. I'm like, "What is he doing? Is he like secret? I don't understand what's happening here anymore." Because I thought he told Nat he was going to coach with him, but now he's there stuff like, and you know, and specifically to beat he's his dad's torn. team. But now he's dressed up in that, and Nat's like, oh, I made a jersey for you, too. And he's like, you know, maybe for someday. And he's like, yeah, maybe. And I'm like, why did you? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Who's, how many teams is he on? Uh, I don't even know what's happening anymore. So um, blah, 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 blah. And uh, yeah, okay. So they're laughing at the same kid that overthrew first base okay. before. But listen, he, this kid's had a real rough go of things and yeah. stuff like that. He's in a city. And yeah. uh, Brandon tells... Dad. 
the the team. He takes him aside and he's like, uh, "Listen, if you guys continue to act like this, maybe you'll win the whole thing, but you won't be champs. You'll be chumps." And they're like, "Oh, okay." And so the game's going on, and uh, the ringer comes in, and the ringer is a girl. And they're all like, what a girl. There's nothing in the rule book that says so, a girl right. can't play. <laughs> so she gets up, and her first hit is a home run. And they're all like, whoa. And it cuts over to the uh, the opposing team, the West Beverly one, and the uh, the fat kid, Booger Picker. He's there, and she's like, man, she's really good. And like the fat kid's like the only nice kid on the team or whatever. Oh, they just keep calling him booger picking and stuff like that, and uh, so then she and she's the pitcher too, and she's striking everybody out. So it's like they're the, the you know the the poor kids are winning and stuff like that, and then it gets down to uh, uh, the rich kids are ahead, and the tying run is on base for the poor kids, mm-hmm. and it's the kid who they all call the doofus and a toad. Yeah, he's this little guy named Manny, and uh, the pitcher on the mound is like, oh, I don't know what to do. If I strike him out, they're going to lose. And But Brandon's like, I'll call time when he comes in the middle of it. And he's like, listen, I predict two things, that this kid's going to strike out in three pitches and that this team is not going to make him feel bad for it. And they're all like, hmm. And then he goes to silence. And the pitcher remembers Brandon saying, you know, the team is a reflection of how you treat another team. So the pitcher just throws a real light one and lets this kid crank it. And so the ball's near in a slow motion, but Brandon's dad has also been really nice, and he's put the booger picking fat kid into the game. Oh, and he and booger picking fat sure. kid, he's running for the ball, and he's finally got his moment. But then he just falls in the dirt, and the ball hits him in the face. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing to what? this fucking fat kid? This is terrible. <laughs> the moral of the story: Don't ever be a fat kid. If you're a booger picking fat kid, you're never gonna win <laughs> at anything. I hope you're dead. Mm. Uh, <laughs> So the the poor kids win and everyone's happy except for the fat kid who's lying in the dirt and his whole team's like what the fuck fat kid <laughs> <laughs> my name is Horace anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was once like you and then uh, here's how we tie it all together uh, then Wally the dog comes running over and it's, <laughs> the, it's the fat kid's dog and he's oh, been missing what? and he's like his name isn't Wally it's Rupert. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Rupert. They're like, we, we don't know. We don't know what fat <laughs> kid music is. We don't know what <laughs> slew vodka is. Yeah. And so everybody learned something. Except for the fat kid who learned. Like, I, I thought he was going to catch it. Like, Yeah. Because then both or kids the dog got in there. Hey, man, it. you made contact, man. You hit the ball. He's never hit the ball before. Done anything yeah, in baseball. Yeah, yeah. And kid then the like, fat the kid two... would catch it, and they'd no, be like, no, you know the... what? We're sorry for calling you, yeah. like, names, and you're a good player, and yeah, everybody right? wins. Yeah, we're not going to trade you off of our team. Yeah. I like that there's one character, <laughs> and it's a child, no less, yeah. who is completely not redeemed in any way and is a constant failure. He Total had, well, failure he has at his, everything. His, I guess he has his dog. That's Yeah, yeah. At yeah. least he's got his dog back. Here you go, you booger picker. You got no friends. Here's a filthy animal yeah <laughs> wipe your burgers on your dog you gross pig <laughs> that's the worst yeah it's a really unpleasant can't believe episode. they do that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well it's uh the hijinks of the uh walsh family yeah, yeah. Mm. so we got one more episode to go with casey yeah uh, he's gonna do a recap and then we're all gonna watch the finale and weigh in on our thoughts of the first season and uh God the hour right. and a half long finale yeah. yeah and you know it's an hour and a half long finale because something crazy is gonna happen Yep. I imagine I I something's got to happen. So there's, Do you think I, there's going to be like a cliffhanger thing? Oh, I uh, think there's going to be a huge 
Yeah, I feel like we're leading up to they've already treated a bunch of hot button issues. I feel um, like a million of them. I feel like oh yeah, if, like if abortion, doing, yeah. like uh, uh, breast cancer, yeah. Or suicide. Yeah, a rich baseball. kids who write screenplays about killing their dads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like we're if it's an hour and a half and it's just nothing interesting, I'd be very, very disappointed <laughs> from this show. We shall see. Yeah. Okay. Um, sweet. Well. Let's uh, move on over. Strike up the band. Strike up the band. Speaking of uh, theme songs and music uh, from 90210, we got the band. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get them going. Play it now. <laughs> <laughs> They totally played it when I half-heartedly asked them to play it now. Oh, <laughs> the man. pros, you know. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Doesn't matter if there's uh, a thousand people or four. Yeah. Um, or, th- or three. Three. TV Dad Cage Match. We've been pitting TV Dads in a fight to the death That's in right. Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. We're doing it again right now. Yes. What are we doing? Uh, we're in round two, and yeah. we've got uh, Frank Lambert, uh, TV's Patrick Duffy, uh, from Step by Step, going up against uh, Tim Taylor. From uh, Home Improvement. Well said. That's what I got. Dead on. Yep, nailed it. Dead on. Okay, so uh, let's see here. What do we got? Some dice. These men are obviously in the Thunderdome fighting with the weapons that are supplied in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I will roll for what weapons they've got. So Frank Lambert gets two, which is the uh, bat with nails in it. Uh, that's far away. Okay. And uh, Tim Taylor gets... What's... Uh, hey, uh, what's the role play cafe mean? Dance. Oh, that's six. That's your... Oh, six. He's got the chainsaw. The off-to-working... Oh, let's see. Oh, it's far away again. Okay, so if I roll one through three, the chainsaw will turn on... Won't? Will? What do we do? One through three is won't, and won't. four through four six Four through six, will. it will. And it will. It will. Yeah. He's got a working chainsaw. And if, Only yeah, that one nails it. And if it wasn't that, whatever. It's the same odds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's not like we change the yeah. rules of this game every time we play it. Yeah. All right. So, these guys have been here before. Yep. I think Frank Lambert got a pass because he was fighting an old man last time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I think we've gone on, you Tim know. Tim Taylor got a pass, too, because he was fighting Jim Belushi and we yeah. hate him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, it's I feel, like, to catch yeah. I feel like Tim Taylor. I mean, you know, hmm. uh, I don't know. I I can't separate him from the coked up era of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, I feel like that character was secretly on coke. The yeah. Whole time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, That's why well, I was. I think he's a dangerous shooting. man just by being accident prone too. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. or not he knows what he's doing, he can hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Frank Lambert, he's just like kind of a laid back. Uh, you know, businessman. Yeah. He's, he's built his own uh, construction company. Is it construction? Yeah. 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 So, so he's, he's a you know, uh, but he's like a like a blue collar business guy. Yeah. And Frank has the chainsaw that doesn't work. No. No. Tim. Tim has the chainsaw. Yeah. That Frank's work. got a bat. Okay. Well. No, it does work. 
Yeah, if chainsaw, chainsaw works. Chainsaw okay, work. chainsaw work and bats. It's a Binford. Yeah. Yeah, it's a <laughs> And uh I think he rips that thing right away. Oh yeah. He turns yeah. it on. Oh, 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 More power. Hey Wilson. Yeah. And what do you think Patrick Duffy does when he does that? I think uh okay, so he's got the bat with spikes. Yeah. He's, well, he's going to cock it like a baseball player. He's going to get that bat ready. Like, yeah. oh, shit, this man's coming with a chainsaw. The yeah. thing about the character I, and Patrick Duffy is that they're very nondescript. Yeah. There's not a lot to them at all. Right, right. Well, maybe instead of ripping the chainsaw right off the bat, Tim Taylor has some batteries and some wires and <laughs> Oh, his he's got to give it more power. And he decides oh, to give it yeah. some more yeah, power. Yeah, he's got to build that thing up. So he's he tinkering goes, along more power. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, while he's Wilson. Now, while he's doing hey, Wilson. that, do hey, you, Wilson, bah, bah. do you think that um, Patrick Duffy, as Frank, mm-hmm. um, is going to see this as an opportunity to strike, or do you think that he will allow Tim Taylor to sort of see where this goes? Because I don't no. know if he's a bloodthirsty. Uh, but they mm. have been in Thunderdome before. before. Yeah. But yeah. is it in his nature to be like, well, I guess I better just crack him over the head with a with a bullet? Think he, if he hasn't given him a reason yet, he has, I think with him being in construction and uh, you know uh, running a big company, he's got to be like, listen, I don't have a lot of time. I got to get this done. Yeah. What's the quickest thing? Is if he's beat this man in the head with he his knows bat what with nails he has in it. to do, and I think he goes for it. If he's yeah. in construction, though, maybe he's interested. Like, how are you going to overpower that? <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. He's like, man, I'll, I'll hire this man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you say he comes at him with the bat yeah i think he does um okay because i i yeah so tim taylor he's trying to overpower it do you think uh i I, he's gonna overpower it in some sort of accident prone way yeah now is he gonna like crank it he let's say he shoves some batteries and wires in here goes to crank on the uh the chainsaw and what happens is the chain shoots at uh frank i think what happens is the uh uh the chain yeah like i see i saw the whole saw the whole saw part popping off like a gun going off and then like bouncing off the off the bars yeah albert pion um And and but but I'm I'm halfway somewhere between like I I kind of feel like what happens is that the the saw goes bounce 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 and this just goes straight through Tim Taylor's own head. Oh yeah, like I think he I think. What if while it's there. bouncing around, the chain comes off and then cuts Tim Taylor in half like in Final Destination Two with the wires um, at the end of the movie? And he's standing there, and then the and the chain is just cut through his abdomen, and he's just uh, standing there, and then like his guts start to fall out, and then he goes. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I like that. And then Frank's like, Griss. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. Much like his character in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, do much. <laughs> he puts the uh, bat I had a longer career than you would imagine by yeah. not doing much. Yeah. I'm just and that's how he'll here. survive in this. He puts his, the bat on the shoulder, puts his elbow on the side of uh, Thunderdome, and then freeze frames and credits go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What was he on? Uh, Dallas? He was on Dallas. He was on Dallas. Right? He was JR, wasn't he? No, JR was. Uh, oh, that was a. Uh, uh, yeah, I do think that uh, Tim Taylor dying by his own hand is pretty apt. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like it, it was only a matter of time before he overloaded a microwave and blew his head up or something. Fair yeah, enough. Fair I enough. wish that had happened. All right, yeah. so he fired a chainsaw and bounced on some walls, cut him in pieces. Okay, good. Enough. Yeah, dead. Uh, <laughs> Where you see somehow Final Frank Lambert too. Is... I see ghost ship. Oh, okay, ghost, ghost ship. Yeah, ghost ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Opening ten minutes. That yeah, yeah. so awesome. good, so good. Shame about the other the other <laughs> ninety minutes. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah, all right. Frank Labyrinth somehow. Yeah, squeezing on squeezing through. Squeezing on through. Okay. Uh, next week, 
Next week. Next week's a good one. Carl Winslow, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, uh, is going up against Mike Brady. Sweet. Yeah. This is going to be good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, Awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. If you want more of us, you can go to modernsuperior.com where we have lots of other podcasts and written content. Uh, some movie reviews up there. There's a new do-over as of yesterday. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. The Drink Along are doing a live show. There's some recent tur- two turntables and a bottle of wine episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faculty of Horror put one out recently about slashers. Lots of things for you to listen to. Word Burglar show. Oh, um, yeah. If you haven't heard those two episodes. So good. Really good. Um, and uh, he was on Time Bandits. So check yeah, that out, too. Check that out also. Uh, but otherwise, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, and as you heard off the top, getting uh, we're trying to get back to people that, that reach out more off the top of our episode. So please go to Facebook.com slash SYNWPC. Co- comment on our trailer posts and news posts. Uh, comment on the episode posts. Go to uh, Twitter.com slash SYNWPC if you'd like to follow us there. Um, and go to iTunes. We don't say it very often. Go to iTunes. Rate yeah. and review us. Rate and review every show uh, that you that mm-hmm. you listen to because it's very important. It's very, uh, very important. Yeah. So go. If you've listened to Word Burglar Show Weekend at Burgies, I was on there today and does not have any reviews yet. Go write a review for that. That's your homework. And uh, as always, see you next Wednesday, Internet. Goodbye. Yeah. Fuck Gene. Because it goes to the end of Safe Haven. Hey, well, There's I, a squeef in Safe Haven. a squeef in 90210. <laughs> I looked up a shark joke for you. Oh, you oh. looked up a shark joke? Okay. Because yep. my one off the top, spoiler alert, if you've lasted this long through the episode, uh, it yep. was not from the book. I forgot no, it. This isn't huh. from the book either. Spoiler no. alert, it was very good. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, okay. I'm reading this joke. Uh, question. Why do sharks wear shoes? Uh, okay, well, they don't have feet, so why would they be wearing yeah. shoes? They got fins. Uh, I mean, you wear your shoe to protect your feet from the outside elements, but they're underwater. Maybe just keep, keep their fins dry? The answer is uh, sharks have feet. <laughs> I, don't what? Under, I don't understand it all. What? What? <laughs> what? I, I read this joke on the internet in a. This is where you got your shark joke from, too. I Googled it, yeah. Yeah, okay. One more. Just not, cause that's, so it sharks make any have sense. feet? What is a shark's favorite sci fi show? Uh. Sequest DSV. Uh, uh, Shark Trek. I was going to say that, but I'm like, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> Why would you? All right. Goodbye, Internet. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.